Hey, look. What's up, bro? What does it mean if you're born in September? I don't know. That your parents started the new year with a bang. <laughs> Coming up on this episode of Another Digital Citizen, Fro Luke and I will be discussing the news of the week, our top five anticipated movies and TV shows for 2018, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and me and Luke will try to figure out the Norwegian TV show Jul i Blutfeld. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a laughter-filled episode of another digital citizen. I'm kind of uh, in a funny, good mood. Happy New Year, Tilly. Happy New Year, Fro. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I'm actually awake right now. Uh-huh. Very bizarre experience for me. I spent a lot of time being asleep. <laughs> oh, I heard. I heard that is something that happens when you get something called preg. Oh, it's it's on the top of my tongue. Preg, 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 uh, that, I actually just have Prego p- pasta sauce, which is different. Ah, yeah. Prego uh, pasta sauce. It's not quite the same. It's a little more delicious. <laughs> yeah, pregnancy is not delicious. <laughs> but yeah, happy 2018 to everybody. Yes, happy 2018. Let's hope for a less sexually assaulting year. Right, it seems like we've slowed down on those, though, in the last month or so, maybe three weeks. Seems like it's slowed down yeah. a little bit. At least the accusations have. I don't know if the actual uh, assaults have, but whatever. Let's hope. We can hope so. We can but hope. <laughs> it's like we go into the new year, it's like, let's hope Donald Trump doesn't push that red button tweeted about. Did you see this this week? I've got uh, Donald Trump such a big button. It's huge. I have, it's a huge I have the biggest. I have it's the, the biggest reddest button you've ever seen. It's so red and so big. I had it striped green for Christmas. It was a green and red button for Christmas. <laughs> it didn't go with Melania's Christmas decorations. 
I have such a big button. You, you can't push my button. It's so big. It only looks big because his hands are tiny. <laughs> oh, America! Fuck you! Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, it fits that uh, our topic for the book is uh, top ten com- Canadian superstars. Then, this book I got from Margaret. Thank you, Margaret, again. Uh, top ten Canadian superstars. Uh, someone want to guess number one? Bret Hart. Yep. Yeah. That is. Uh, that one was Brett. clear. Uh, but who's number two? Uh, the Mountie, obviously. Oh, not the Mountie. Uh, not the Mountie. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, you want to guess, Taylor? No. No. <laughs> I don't know where people uh, are from. The British Bulldog, maybe. Oh wait, no, he's British. It was, he's British. <laughs> That's not Canada. Uh, Edge is number three. Oh okay, yeah. Uh, I can understand that. Yeah. Is, uh, I don't need. I don't. I want to. Uh, is Lance Storm at in this list at all? Uh, I will tell you, sir. Number four is Chris. Uh, sorry, uh, I forgot number three here. Uh, number three is uh, Trish Stratus. Okay. I didn't know she was I'm Canadian. Not... I did. No, I didn't know. I didn't know either. Number four is Chris Jericho. I completely agree. Yes, I've met him. He's lovely. Uh, number five is Rick Martel. I have no clue who Rick Martel. The model. Is. The model Rick Martel. He's from the. Okay. Early nineties, late eighties. Okay, I didn't follow. Right before you were watching wrestling. Uh, number six is Natalia. Oh really? That's not probably correct, but all right. (laughs) Number seven is Owen Hart. He's not above Trish Stratus and Natalia. Uh, Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's weird. Number eight is Mad Dog Vacoon. Vashon. Vashon? Yeah. Mad Dog Vashon. Number uh, nine is Christian. And number ten is Pat... Patterson. Sure. Really? Yeah. I gotta uh, understand uh, Pat Patterson. I find it weird that Edge and Christian are really far apart and Pat Patterson's like that low down. Yeah. Yeah, especially since Natalia's in there and you'd think yeah. Pat yeah. Patterson would be ahead. In, I, like Trish Stratish, I can kind of understand because she was a really big... But number two, I don't even know if she belongs in number two compared to a bunch of other people. I mean... I understand why they wouldn't put Dynamite Kid in there because of all the drugs, but he was a huge star uh, that, like, changed the business from Canada. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's very weird that Edge and Christian uh, are so far away from each other. It is. It's not uh, weird to me because uh, Christian, once they split up, Christian definitely became less of a star than Edge did. So I can understand. I suppose, yeah. I guess. Mm. I just always think of them together. Yeah, well, I I think um, of them together as well. But I, I think that's mostly because they were such a good tag team. Yeah. They're like that couple that, you know, they were married for ages and they may be split up now, but they're still you still think of them together. Sure, yeah. Right. Well, and and they sense. have a right. their podcast now. So, it, like, put, but, yeah. put them back. Yeah, once they had the TV show and the podcast, it put them back together. But when Edge was all by himself, you just thought of Edge. Like, during that period, I remember thinking, like, 
Well, Christian was in TNA, and it was like you thought of him as separate at that point. Or at least I did. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose with Edge, you don't wonder where Christian is, but with Christian, you do kind of wonder where Edge is. <laughs> I never like, thought Edge was all that great, personally, but that's just me. No, oh, we I talked did. about... Yeah, we talked about this before. Luke is not a big fan of Edge. I am. Uh, he's the first wrestler that made me cry from an announcement. <laughs> Because I'm quite late I, into the wrestling. I still, I still remember when he came out. Uh, was it on? It has to be uh, Raw, right? I think so. Well, we don't know yeah. what you're talking about and yet, so. And he was announcing that uh, he was going to quit because of his neck. Oh, right. Yeah, that was oh, Raw. So I was devastated. Yeah. First time devastated. wrestling made me cry. <laughs> Sitting in somebody's I, garage it, watching it. <laughs> Maybe I was not as surprised as most people because I lived through watching all of his ladder matches with the Hardy Boys and the Dudleys and everything, and it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, Not super surprised, me, personally, but... Mm. And you're more clued up with wrestling as well. If if any of us is going to know something before the others, it'll be you, Luke. Uh, To a degree. Sometimes Fro has the scoop on me, but who knows? Yeah, sometimes. That's uh, because I do another wrestling show called Another... Another digital citizen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you do I two was... of these. <laughs> I do my show twice. Uh, <laughs> that wrestling show, I was going to say, but uh, mostly I get te- uh, told by uh, Bill uh, the news we're doing for that week because I have absolutely no clue. I don't follow. I don't follow wrestling. Uh, news. I watch Total Divas. Uh, that's my wrestling news. Oh, we're the same. <laughs> yeah. And Dick hears things. Every now and again, he'll react to his phone, and I'll go, "What?" And he'll normally say it's something to do with football, so I don't care. But every now and again, it's a wrestling nugget of information, and I'm normally, "Oh, who's that?" Oh, right, okay, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to the news. We're going to start with the video this uh, time. Uh, we don't usually don't do that. But uh, can you explain to me what are we watching, Luke? Uh, New Year's Eve uh, broadcast from CNN. Uh, I saw this uh, live and I was like, we should cover that on the show. I'm guessing somebody will load it up on YouTube based on what it is. Um, and this was, you know... 30 minutes, I believe, before midnight. So uh, <laughs> this was kind of prime time when everybody would have been watching uh, CNN if they were going to be watching CNN during New Year's Eve. And uh, mm-hmm. let's just let's just play it. Let's just play it. I totally uh, agree with you. Are you ready, Tilly? Very nearly. Oh, don't start playing without me telling you to play, stupid YouTube. <laughs> Now I'm ready, and I've rewound it those five seconds. <laughs> in three, two, one, go. Riding around on a hot bus in Colorado <laughs> where, uh, where marijuana is legal. Okay, Randy Harris. Oh, goodness. You're Anderson just Cooper. Oh, my God. Randy's dose is kicking this is in. For Andy. The most. Andy, this is for you. Uh, squared oh, no. this is a gay man, oh, man I know. Oh, 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 my God. I can't. <laughs> this this is is it. It. I cannot believe Oh, my God. This is the best. Thank you, Randy. That is a gorgeous joint. 
Oh, but she just keeps holding up a joint to the camera. <laughs> And she's like, like, it's a pink look, joint. Look at this alien. She's so surprised at pink rolling papers, like it's this brand new thing that just like, exists now. I gotta show you something else. They have a thing here called the Incredible. I gotta show you how this works. We have a willing contestant. And they just have this giant bong. It takes two people to do it. This is where they get their creativity. They just get it right oh in there, God, and then they're so He looks so baked. So it's amazing. It's called the Incredible. <laughs> and, and, so and their paintings are awful. Well, they yeah. will be. <laughs> they, need, they need to smoke weed for their inspiration. That is not an artist. Oh. My favorite part is the guy's hitting the bong and Anderson Cooper, if you listen in the background, <laughs> under his breath, kind of, he goes, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking about bad ideas. Holy fucking god, talking about bad ideas. Logan Paul, what a tremendously big asshole. So, if you have uh, not been on uh, the interwebs called uh, YouTube uh, this later uh, years, uh, Logan Paul is a blogger that does disraps and is a total ass, more or well, less. Well, Logan Paul is the brother of Jake Paul, who is actually famous. Yes. And they were famous from Instagram, right? Yeah. I think originally, and then they moved over to YouTube doing vlogs, which was a big controversy at the time because it was like, why are these Instagram famous people trying to take over YouTube? Uh, right, and there were a lot of YouTube people that were angry about that. And like I said, this is the less famous of the Paul brothers. But go ahead, Fro. And uh, he went to the suicide forest that we have talked about in this podcast before. Um, when did we talk and, about that? Uh, when we talked about this horror movie. You remember this horror movie we talked about that was also in the suicide? Uh, I don't remember what the horror movie was called. No, I don't remember I will this find at all. Out. Okay, I'll, I will find out later. Yeah, sure. But anyway, uh, they went to the suicide forest uh, in Japan, and they sh- fucking show this dead man. They, they uh, hanging from the tree. And just, I think it was today, actually, the YouTube uh, reacted and took yesterday actually technically atro- yeah atrocious video atrocious video uh, uh, out of the net he has come out and said sorry a fake stupid apology thing on his yeah, I'm uh, sorry I've got all this publicity from this horrific thing that I did yeah well <laughs> in his apology he said that he was trying to bring awareness to suicide, mm. but mm. Uh, I th- like Fro said, I'm pretty sure it was just like probably something his publicist told him to say to try to squell the, the issues with it, but uh, originally according to them, the video it was, they were ghost hunting in this forest, is what they said, is what the, v- the mm. video was supposed to be about, and they just happened to stumble while they were in this forest uh, past the dead body, and they even, I guess, the 
the thumbnail for the video was him posing in front of it. Um, oh it was taken down by YouTube. Uh, he apologized, like Fro said, but it people were up re, doing reuploads uh, even as of yesterday, I believe. But I, I haven't seen the video. I saw like um, doctored clips that blurred things out and stuff like that. But uh, I'm not gonna yeah. go watch that. But yes, it's in no, horribly, no, horribly poor taste. But these guys, Jake Paul and Logan ah. Paul, are not the smartest people to begin with. Would you agree with that, Fro? Uh, oh, definitely. Definitely not the smartest people in the world. But well, definitely not the most tactful so, people, by the sounds of it. No, not <laughs> at all. But it's 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 not that it's only in bad taste. It's like the apology afterwards. I, I think it was Margaret that uh, said it to me that, uh, like, in his apology, he didn't, like, even... He didn't, didn't even, like, uh, put links to uh, helplines... For suicide, sure, like hell. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, like if he really meant like, it, he would do that. Yeah. If he really meant uh, that uh, suicide was uh, uh, the reason why they were bringing it up, it it's so fucking atrocious. And I I I I I, I got literally angry and disgusted by this. Because I, I felt I, I felt so emotional about this because I know how it is to 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 uh, struggle with those kind of thoughts. like giving giving uh, like he was uh, standing there like uh, beside the dead body making fucking jokes. Jokes. Goes, this this was a person, and this was yeah. you know the friends and family and whatever of him would be dealing with this and the idea that they went just to go and like ghost hunt in a place where a body is found pretty much every day because that's where people go to go and commit suicide it's like you know if you want to like going to switzerland if you want to be euthanized i've seen tv shows go to this forest and do the exact same thing right so yeah but you can do it you can do it they the thing about this video is that they showed this like he they could have found it and mentioned it in the video and said, oh, yeah. we, we saw this while we were here, and not show it, and not show them being jerks about it. Um, yeah. And the video would have been fine, And you know what I'm saying? But the fact that they showed it, and they were... Uh, they were... It wasn't like they were making, like, puns or anything, but they were they were going, oh, look at this, look at that, uh, why is this like that? They were... They, were make, they weren't uh, dealing with it with the gravity it deserved. That's what was yeah. offensive about it. Yeah. Mm. It is atrocious. Atrocious. And then I saw the little the warning <sighs> thing at the beginning and the fact that for about two seconds it says if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts or anything, go and see your doctor. But you'd have to pause it to actually be able to read that. Yeah. That from because I've only seen what you know, a reaction guy to it. Yeah. I've not right, seen the actual yeah. video and he showed bits of it and them laughing and joking at the beginning and it just, it and and, and just at the end as well, taste. when, when really? they're out of the fucking forest, when they're out of the fucking forest, where they have found this dead guy, they still are making jokes and puns and, and laughing and making fun of this guy taking his life. <sighs> not thinking about his family, not thinking about people that he's leaving behind. Yeah. How fucking stupid are you? Oh, <laughs> sometimes some people, the way they deal with 
horrible things is they joke about it. Sometimes that's yeah, the way yeah. people deal with horrible things. This, in this case, these people are just morons, and they're doing it for clicks. And the, and the fact that the thumbnail was what it was, it was clear that, that yeah. they were doing this for clicks. If yep. it was just yeah, that yep. they were nervous and they were making nervous jokes about something horrible, yeah. it'd be one thing, but yeah. this was not that. So. Oh. oh, moving on. Uh, Apple apologizes for iPhone slowdown slashes prices uh, of battery picks. Apple will offer uh, $29 battery replacements that should speed up things. Which normally costs $79. Yeah. I'd have thought they'd have just offered them for free. Yeah. Well, you... I'm pretty sure it's at cost. So, I mean, they don't want to be losing tons of money, but they don't want to... Well, then they shouldn't have been doing this in the first place, then. It's Apple. It's not like they're paying their taxes. <laughs> Uh, they were offering the batteries for 79 which if, let's say, this was a cost, that's, what, over double? They were making over mm-hmm. double the cost of the battery. That's, like, over 100% mm-hmm. markup on it uh, if they were charging 79 originally. Uh, but really the big story here is that Apple was slowing down their iPhones, and they'd been lying about it for a long time. Uh, this is a theory that people have com- have been talking about for two and a half almost three years and yeah. it was considered a conspiracy theory and people were told oh companies don't do that they don't they don't make electronics so that they uh <laughs> that you have to buy them continuously buy them that's not that's just Loads a big conspiracy do theory. this right ask anybody that had a sony hi-fi system you buy one it lasts just till out of its warranty and then it breaks and then you buy another one, and it lasts till just till out of its warranty. Then it breaks. Right. There are laws in certain places against this, uh, against creating products that will just break on purpose. Um, some places have laws against it. Some places do not. But uh, it's like giving them a sell-by date. Isn't I think it? the big thing is that or Apple by date. lied and said that they weren't doing it, and it turned out they were. Is the that's the big problem? It's not that they were doing it; it's that they lied about it. Uh, originally, and then got caught, and we're like, once they got caught, they went, oh well, yeah, we'll just sell you guys the battery for twenty nine bucks, and it's like, why weren't you doing that originally? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. shady for sure. But then, are we surprised? Not with this uh, new Apple. Nobody surprised. I would have been surprised <laughs> five years ago with if Apple was doing yeah. this, but nowadays, not so much. Yeah. Uh. Uh, let's talk about uh, what Norwegian newspapers and Norwegian TV channels and Norwegian everything has been talking about the latest week. Uh, I was wondering is... when I saw this, I, I when I'm looking for news, I, I stumble, I occasionally stumble across some Norwegian news, and this was yeah. like the only news coming out of Norway. So I was like, this must be a big story. This is a B.I.T. story. Big, big, big story. Norway's uh, Labour Party deputy leader suspended over harassment allegations. Um, this, uh, I'm going to uh, skip what's uh, saying in, in Yahoo and give you more or less a, a, a Norwegian way to look at it. This started... This, this article is started, technically from Reuters. Uh, it's just being... Yes. Yeah, okay. But uh, this started uh, more or less uh, uh, with a case in uh, the Norwegian news, NRK, the Norwegian National uh, 
channel uh, with a kind of not a small case, but a, a, a kind of not super big. Uh, it was uh, some allegations that he had said something uh, wrong many, many years ago. And we were talking about maybe uh, this was uh, December 21st uh, uh, that uh, this started to like go through through things before 21st. Then, then on the 21st, it came out uh, that it was several women that had accused this deputy of unwanted encounters of sexual nature. But that also what was uh, several years ago. But now, um, I think it was maybe yesterday or the day before, it came out that it uh, also has new cases. Oh. So um, this guy called Giske that nobody likes, by the way, um, in the Norwegian, uh, like nobody really likes him. Uh, it it has now gotten to the point where he has been sick. He has gotten sick of this, uh, like he has been mean, uh, like mentally sick. So he had actually to to to, to uh, uh, get down from his placement. Now they are saying like there's nothing that can save him. Like they're just waiting for him to like say goodbye, everybody. To step down. Yeah. To step, step down, yeah. Right. So is he just he's sort of on sick leave at the minute and step yeah. down? Yeah. For now, but not forever, officially yet. Well, yes, no. When when it comes like uh, if he says he wants to step down, that will be career suicide. Right. But, but now it... he's sorry. Yes. I was going to say, wouldn't it still be um, the death of his career if he got forced to step down? Uh, well, that's the thing, though, because the party leader, Jonas Karstöre, doesn't really want to uh, do that without having uh, his party behind him. Uh, so he doesn't want to like say to say to him like you you have to go down. Uh, so it looks like now he's been um, uh, for. It came out just right now, actually, in the news, I'm looking at it, uh, that he has got his sick leave for uh, two uh, more weeks. But I will be super surprised with the three of us is here next week and uh, he hasn't uh, when he hasn't gone down from his position. I will be extremely, extremely surprised if that doesn't happen. Maybe they'll just send him to the rehabs that they've been sending all the actors and producers well, and things to. It's it's different in Norway because it's it's not it like uh, he's not a superstar in the political arena. I mean, like no. people know know his name and he's married with this like big uh, TV personality as well. Her name is something uh, uh Hadia, <laughs> Hadia something and she she she's really famous as well and it has been 
uh, a lot with that NRK didn't want to show this because she was a big deal for them right. and that they sure. leaked it to other media and things like that so uh, but yeah but it, it, it looks it really really I will be super surprised if we're here next week and say nothing new in this case I will be super surprised if he just doesn't to get either fired uh, or stepped down. Uh, well, according himself. to this, it says uh, he has said uh, he has rejected most of the severe allegations uh, as false and unfounded. So he's still yes. denying this, or at least most of it. But he's some apo- it, apologized yes. some for some of the things he yeah. said, but denied the mm-hmm. allegations of, of some of the wor- the more terrible things. So if he's right. still denying them, I don't know why he would step down. But we'll see, I, I suppose, next week. But uh, the the support for him is is crumbling. Uh, like everyone is asking for his head now. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit hard to support somebody with allegations. Sure, like but this. like you said, Fro, if yeah. he, if you put yourself in that situation, say you weren't guilty, you you denied oh, it, right. and then you're being forced to step down, which is basically a, an admission of guilt. It's like I wouldn't want yeah. to step down. So yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. I don't know. Oh, talking about <laughs> things that isn't true. Um, <laughs> oh, fake news. Oh, politics. Fake news. Fake news. Uh, Alternate hey. truths. Russia. Oh, Russian, Russian. Interrogation. Oh. Take us through what you found in the New York Times look. <laughs> well, that was a great intro, Fro. Um... <laughs> You're welcome. Big news this week uh, in the Russian investigation, I suppose. Uh, it was released that somebody who we've talked about before on this podcast, George Papadopoulos, who it was the person who ended up starting the whole Res- Russian investigation when he talked to an Australian, uh, an Australian politician, Alex Downer. Who, I yeah, guess, so Alex Downer. He must be a real downer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Oddly, they were talking in a wine bar. Right, and I guess Papadopoulos was drunk. With a downer. Well, alcohol is a is a downer. It, it's technically yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't want to increase that. <laughs> but oh. I guess Papadopoulos was drunk and kind of bragging uh, about things and one of the things he was bragging about was that he knew of people that had dirt uh, Russians who had political dirt on Hillary Clinton Uh, he didn't say what the dirt was he didn't say anything but apparently he was bragging to these Australians Um, they didn't really think anything of it until the emails started coming out the WikiLeaks emails and supposedly the Australians came to the US government and told them what they had been told by this Papadopoulos. That's what led to them investigating this guy and him actually getting in trouble for lying to the FBI. He, I guess he lied. Uh, he, he lied about... Um, he didn't lie about anything... Ex- you have something to say, Fro? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just with a moron. All right, okay. Uh, he didn't really lie about meeting people. He lied about what when he met them. Which I guess is still technically lying to the FBI, and so that's what lying he got in trouble is lying, for. Lying, yeah. Um, yeah. 
lying to the FBI is kind of a weird thing because they try to trick you into saying things that are uh, incorrect and then they'll get you in trouble for it. That's how the FBI sometimes r runs their stuff. But I guess the Australians are not super happy that this got leaked because they didn't want to be known as the people that started this whole thing. So the Australians are now kind of mad uh, at the U.S. government because this was all leaked. This was, uh, again, another leak coming out of this uh, Russia investigation of the many, many leaks we've had. Um, but that's the big news here is that this is where it all started, is this guy bragging to some Australians about over a, you know, drunkenly bragging about uh, having dirt on Hillary Clinton. Uh, yeah, a drunk American talking to an Australian in London, basically. <laughs> about Russians, right. Yeah, about Russians. So, uh, I, I mean, the, th the other thing about this is, in the past, there have been other stories as to how the investigation started. And now this is a new story of how it started. So all those old stories, I guess, were lies or weren't true. I'm not really sure what to think about that at like, all. Yes. <laughs> alternate yes. facts. Gotta be alternate yes. facts. Or it was just, that's what they thought started it, and now this is what they found out started? I don't know. But th yeah. those were all reported as true. A bunch of speculation. Right, that, exactly, speculation. Uh, and overall, uh, this, again, doesn't really prove anything. And when you think well, about it... it proves one thing. You shouldn't drink and talk to us Australians. That's what it proves. Australian Don't politicians, talk work yeah. when you're out. <laughs> Don't drink and life. talk to Australians. I mean, all, all we know stuff. that he said is he said that the he knew a Russian who had some political dirt on Hillary Clinton. Uh, that's all we know about. We don't know if he's mm. actually talking about Russian officials at all. We don't know uh, what <laughs> the political dirt was. Uh, and also, even if this was guy was... The truth. Exactly. He could have just been drunkenly bragging and trying to, like, look cool. Exactly. So we mm. don't really know what's going on here. But according... To the U.S. media and, the, and other people, this is where the whole Russia, Russia investigation started. So that's oh. that's kind of important to know, is like where this all began. Yeah. Right. Other Russian uh, news, hacker, uh, Russian hacker uh, claims he can prove, he can prove that he uh, acts the DNC, the, the National uh, uh, Democratic Committee. Committee. Right. Do we fucking believe him? Well, let's go into this if... thing first. Let's go into it first, and then we'll find okay. out if we believe him or not. Okay, uh, because Konstantin Kozlovsky. Kozlovsky. Konstantin Kozlovsky has been jailed in cyber fraud charges in Russia. For independent Russian network TV, Rain, TV Rain, that's a cool <laughs> TV station. Yeah. In a recent uh, interview that he left a file on DNC network containing markers to prove he had been there. <laughs> right. And this is what would make it sort of depend for me whether it's believable or not, because are these markers there? If, we, if exactly. they're there, then yeah, I believe him. Exactly. That's why I wanted to get into this before we said whether we believed it or not. It's like, well, if he goes and shows us this, then yes, I might believe him, actually. Yeah. But he says that he's left a .dat file with his passport number and the number of his visa to the Caribbean island St. Martin on the DNC's internal server. 
just to sort of prove that he was there. Um, and this is a guy that was arrested in a group of um, hackers by the Russian authorities last year for using malware to steal more than $25 million from Russian banks. Um, he's posted a purported court testimony on Facebook, which I'm guessing he must have done that from prison. That's um, what I was wondering as this well. Year. Yeah. Um, but I, I, which is I great, giving hackers internet access while yeah. they're in prison. Doesn't um, make much that he sense at all. the DNC. No. Um, but it was he did it on the orders of Russia's Federal Security Service or the FSB. Yeah, I think so it's funny that he, he says that he left the dot, dot, uh, DIT file with his password, passport number, and the number of his visa to the Caribbean islands and Martin. Yeah, why didn't he just put his name or something? Why? Right? Yeah, like uh... seems a little bit convenient that he would be like. Uh, just in case someday I'm arrested for, by the Russian government and need to figure out a way to get out of jail, maybe I can get a hold of the Americans and tell them, hey, I got some stuff, you just need to get me out of jail and I'll prove this thing. Like, it seems a little too convenient, for sure. Uh, yeah. But like Tilly said, if he, if we did get him out of jail, got him to this, uh, to this server so he could go through it and show us this DAT file, uh, I don't know. I... But this is something didn't they that destroy I, all their servers. We've well, yeah, except they have copies. So that's that's <laughs> uh, that was to assume oh, no, that the, they the, have copies. the DAT file would still be within the copies somewhere <laughs> hidden. You assume this right. guy would hide it, uh, and then uh, if he did do that, like we talked a lot about, oh, we don't believe that uh, Russians hacked this or that WikiLeaks was definitely not involved in it. Um, if this guy came through and showed that this was this like he if this would be actual proof that me as somebody who doesn't believe in this would go okay now i have to think twice and as to whether or not i believe in it because this would be yeah. more proof just like we have a lot of proof on our side saying that's not true like with the mm. download speeds if this would be the first actual provable proof that uh would show that it was hacked by them. Uh, that yeah. I would, I, I could get on board if he actually proved it. But oh, like yeah. I said, yeah, I, I saw this last week, and it has completely gone away from the news. At least here in America, they're not talking yeah. about this at all. You'd think this would be a huge story, but it's not anymore. See, that would make me think even more that it's true. But there's mm. also he's also claimed this same guy um, that he wrote the malware for the FSB for several years, including the code used in the WannaCry ransomware attacks, um, which the U.S. government publicly blamed North Korea. And he's saying, "No, that was me too." Right. This so guy could this just guy, be a liar. <laughs> yeah, he's either a liar that's hacked himself into things, or he's a hacker that's been used by the Russian government, and then they've sort of used him as a scapegoat. Or he to... could be a liar. Right. Yeah. He could be, we he's in jail. distinct choices. He might be in jail and thinks, oh, if I do this, maybe the U.S. will figure out a way to get me out of jail and, like, use yeah. me. Yeah. Or he could be that he's been used by the Russian government and then they've shoved him in jail so that they can separate themselves from the acts. It's right. what we believe corruption-wise sure, right. and this one guy-wise. I guess that makes sense. I 
I am going to be the first that admits he has eaten yellow snow on the podcast. Have yeah. any? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you admit that? Why would you do that? It was a joke. Thank God it, for that. You never it know. Was a joke. <laughs> it was a It was a joke to get us into the next subject. See what I did there. Well, I could believe it if it was magical reindeer yellow snow. Oh, that Magic... guy that lives out in the middle of nowhere drinking reindeer pee. Oh, yes. right, yeah. <laughs> Just yes. have it as a slushy. Uh, here, here, here we don't do that. We have uh, Here we have red snow because of the reindeer, because we drive over them with a train over. Ah! ah. Poor Rudolph. Red snow. Red snow. They don't yes. eat red snow either. Just don't eat snow. <laughs> don't eat in general. Snow in general, eating. just don't eat snow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I will. Go to a tap. <laughs> yeah. It, and if I was going to eat snow, I'm not sure I would eat that blue tinged snow seen in St. Petersburg in Russia. That Heisenberg snow. Who? Right? I, I was thinking really by the breaking color of bad. it. It looked like somebody just took uh, like some kind of antifreeze and like spread it all over the snow. Except it's still frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe like blue raspberry flavoring. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Russia. Edible snow. And also, fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, so this is... This here's, is some blue blue, s- here's some blue slushy for you. <laughs> it is blue is my favorite flavor to be fair it's blue raspberry uh, this. yeah um, blue is my favorite color as well city has that color i love blue it's the best taste although yeah if the snow started snowing blue it would be a bit disconcerting now this is um i can't remember what the, the big city where vladimir vladimir putin lives in russia have seen a whole bunch of snow that's fallen and it is actually blue. And as you stamp into it, you see how blue it really is. It's very, very bizarre. It gets darker blue, really blue in like the footprints, it seems like. It's like It yeah. looks blue on top, kind of light, and then you step on it and it gets even bluer when it gets compacted, I think is what it is. But that's, yeah. it's creepy. Yeah. And everybody's, people are fearing, it's St. Petersburg, um, they're fearing that it's due to toxic chemicals. But experts think it could be by caused by cobalt or methylene blue, which cobalt blue, I think is just a metal, body, isn't it? Body. And methylene go... blue is used in experiments quite a lot, medical experiments and medical practices. Just by the name, I'm going to go with the uh, the one that's called blue. That's my guess. That that's yeah. <laughs> what it is, some blue got into the sky that mixed with other kind of hidden by the blue of the sky. And right. then got rained down, or well, snowed down. Hey guys, stop being so blue. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have so many jokes. <laughs> yeah, this it? happened in um, Chelyabinsk uh, in Russia in 2015 as well. Oh. Um, that was when they did the investigations and tests and things. It found they found out that the blue color was due to food coloring used in Easter eggs. That time. Oh, so it was a big hoax. But this looks too well, widespread. Well, the diet got into the ventilation system of a factory and got ah. spread all over the area and then snowed down. So, oh, it could still be that. We're waiting for tests to come back. I think they said on Friday 
there were going to yeah. be tests coming back to determine what this actually is. Uh, that yellow. Remember that you were just talking about the yellow snow uh, and the guy the, who eats drinks the reindeer piss. Wasn't that on mm-hmm. Carl Pil- Pilkington? Was one of his shows? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. it was. Yes, Did you guys hear about Carl Pilkington uh, suing the Black Mirror people? Yes. <gasps> that makes total sense. Yep. Now I've just watched all of them. That The last one is all his ideas. Yeah, yep. that's what he's suing them for, apparently. is uh, You can go back and watch. There's, like, videos on YouTube. It's like, uh, watch Carl Pil- Pilkington predict Black Mirror plots years ahead of time, I think is the name of the video. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But those are that's pretty interesting. Go check it out. Uh, he... Uh, he says some things that are like it's not like super generic where it's like he was talking about the Illuminati and then they made a thing about the Illuminati it's really specific stuff so yeah it It was on the Base radio show where he's talking and it's there's a whole bunch of them because we've just been listening to the show again um, before we watched um, the Black Mirror or the new Black Mirrors so it was quite fresh in our minds. And as he was like the last episode where they go through lots of different things, it's like, well, he said that and he yeah. said that one. And we waited, yeah. we watched the credits to see if anything was like, if it had based on ideas by Carl Pilkington or anything like that. And there's yeah. nothing. Right. So that I'm glad. No, he's no wonder he's that. doing them. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. Um, I'm fighting yeah. his corner for that one. Go Carl. I agree. Hey, but can you imagine you, uh, Carl Pilkington and Charlie Brooker having a fight? Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, you have the world's best present. Uh, no, wait. This is... <laughs> That's wrong. No, no, I'm from America, <laughs> Fro. Remember? Uh, you, you're in America. That's America. right. You have the worst present. That was what it was. But we are going to see uh, one of the most funny videos I've seen in a while. Uh, I have to say that I've actually watched this before. Uh, there's a fight over Donald Trump at Disney World's uh, Hall of Presidents. And we're going to watch, watch people yelling and arguing. Yeah, because they've now put because... Trump as an animatronic thing. I don't quite know what you'd... Is it just an animatronic Donald yeah, Trump? Is that an Yes, and I, yeah. I'm 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 going to say something quite controversial. If that animatronic doll was the real Donald Trump, you would probably have a better America today. Yeah. Uh, let's see this video in three. Everybody has it one up, by the yeah. way. Yeah. In three, two, one, go. Constitution of the United States. So Is he shouting lock him up? Yeah. Or is it the F word? No. You're right the first time. Okay. I like the guy who's like... Lock him up's fine then. You can't be swearing at Disney. It's not real. That's my favorite part. <laughs> he might as well have yelled. Turn him off. He might as well have yelled. You're yelling at a brick wall. <laughs> that guy just isn't stopping. Keep saying, please remain seated. But surely it's the shouting. I think the guy was standing up and yelling. 
Uh, and uh, it just went on and on and on and on and on and on. I saw another video. It's like from another angle. Somebody else's cell phone. Uh, taping from a different angle, like closer to the guy who was actually yelling. And um, it was really loud. And everybody in the whole place was like, just shut up. We're here to just, you know, we're at Disney yeah, World. We're at we Disney. Don't... Yeah, exactly. This is not a political rally. <laughs> you haven't just snuck into something. You're not getting your message across to actual Trump. You're right. At it a seemed theme park like for children. It seemed like the guy was trying to start a chant, and he was the only like it never caught on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, have we gotten an apology letter from uh, Jeremy on another digitalcitizen@gmail.com? dot com? An apology letter. No, we have not yeah, gotten we, any emails this week. We need uh, an apology letter for getting us through that fucking mind hunter. Uh, right, mind hunter. That's right. I uh, forgot. Yeah, we still him. want to hear about that, Jeremy. What it, we want to hear what you thought about mind hunter because yeah, I think you heard what we about thought about mind hunter, Jeremy. Did you ever Jeremy. watch the no, last episode, Tilly? I did, and I didn't realize it was the last episode until I went to watch the episode after it and went. Oh. Where is the cat? Yeah, where's the cat? What the <laughs> hell is going on? Why did they follow the BTK guy? And all they got... To, I mean, obviously, he's done his first kill now because he's burning all the pictures that he's drawn of it. But what? Like, unless you're going to release season two instantly, what are you doing? Right. We, 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 we call this the longest dead? intro... Yeah, we called it this. This we call this the longest intro to season two ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's just such a long <laughs> intro to season two. And now oh. I'm guessing he was having an anxiety attack because it looked very much yeah. like an anxiety attack. Yes. But then, you know, he could have been poisoned by Kempler or whatever. What the? Just what? Oh, that right. I, what, the way I explained it is that he realized that. He, his best friend in the whole world at this point was Kemper and that he identifies yeah. more with him than all of the other people we've seen who he doesn't really seem to get along with all that well. So his anxiety yeah. attack was him realizing, Oh wait, I've changed a as a person and I'm, I, I've, I'm more identified with a psychopath than regular people. Right. And yeah. you just said you something some... that we didn't know is yeah. that the reason he was burning those pictures is that he had committed his first kill. Me and Fro yeah. did yeah. not know that. So, ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he because he does his kills and he sits and he draws them, and then because oh. he's clever, he's not a complete idiot. Right. He burns his drawings so that nobody can find them and link him to the crimes. Which is but funny because them. last week, I uh, when we were talking about it, I said I bet there's something going on here that Tilly would know more about because she knows about this more <laughs> than we do, but she's not here. I, I know my Dennis Lynn Raider facts. <laughs> And you can send that apology letter to another digital citizen at gmail.com, Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Facebook group, another digital citizen on Facebook. Hey, uh, 2020, we can get rid of Trump. Uh, I hope we do. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, can it be 2020 tomorrow, please? Um... Will America get 2020 political vision? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 oh, so many puns. This, There's, this is a fantastic uh, episode, isn't it? I was yes, just about to say fantastic. <laughs> uh, we are such a fantastic crew here. Uh, but uh, 
who do you want to get elected for uh, 2020? Tulsi Gabbard or Elizabeth Warren, yeah. maybe. Or Bernie Sanders, yeah. if he's up for it, which it looks like yes. he is. So, Yeah, I hope so as well. Or any combination of those three people. <laughs> I'm happy with Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Have three presidents all together working as well, a team. Well, it's better than the one we have now. So. Oh yes, but my cat would be better than the one they have now. I think. Hey, Bluebell. Yeah. She says yeah, she'll do it. <laughs> mm. Cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, Throne is going to talk about that when he talks about electing Joe Biden, twenty twenty. This is Trump. John tells the truth. Twenty eighteen is going to be one hell of a year. Just when I left television five minutes ago, Donald Trump nearly declared nuclear war on North Korea. Not declared, but you never know. He bragged about his big atomic button. The atomic button is bigger than the one in North Korea. And he's very to use it, he says. Well, what this meant me thinking is, next time you elect a president, there's only one man who can be elected. Yes, it's Joe Biden. Yes, Joe Biden is not that liberal, not that progressive, but he's going to get the vote to get it done. And believe me, you need a stable person in a conflicted world. That doesn't say that all hope for liberals and progressives are out. There are midterms elections, local elections, and it's also been very smart if Joe Biden elect a young person to be his vice president. I know one black woman in moveon.org who should be great. Who's also going to, I think, going to be a great president one day. Well, we had women presidents in, no, I mean prime ministers in Norway, in Britain, in Pakistan even, and now we have a councillor, women councillor in Germany. So it is possible in the United States too, if you just hope and you have patience. Change, it's about patience. It is. I remember when we started fighting for gay rights or gay marriage in Norway in the early 90s. We knew it was far away. In 1996, over 60% of the Norwegian population was against gay marriage. Today, it's not even a question. The parties against it today get 0.6% of the polls and during the elections. So, sometimes things take slow and suddenly, bam. California now legalized cannabis. We didn't see that happen. Not when I was young. Well, I'm 42 now, so when I was young was in the early 90s. That I want to say to you is you have to take it slow sometimes and you have to say that you cannot get all things that you want at first. The best, you can always try with a new radical candidate or something like now, but the world it's not always about you. It's about all of us. If you want to don't be as Trump, don't only think American first. Think about what I say first. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice day. Let's talk about TV. Hey, Luke, have you seen any this week? Uh, yeah, I finished Darm and Greg, which I think I started like a month ago. Something like that. It was five seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh... The beginning's very fun. It's the part I remember, and you get to the end of it, and you're like, I don't remember any of this happening, but uh, it starts out with her being, like, the free spirit and him being the lawyer, and she's, like, convincing him, hey, maybe living this in this world of lawyers and business is not that great. Like, maybe being a free spirit is better. 
And by the end of it, he's kind of, it, it turns into him, uh, her being convinced that maybe she's wrong is like the end of Dharma and Greg, which is yeah. really weird uh, to watch in retrospect. Um, and I finished that. So I started Just Shoot Me, which is another oh, like, I used to love oh, yeah, late nineties sitcom with uh, David Spade in it, uh, who's probably the most famous. It's very um, women's lib. Like the whole show is based off of this one lady who gets put in this. Uh, she's a ve- she's a feminist, but sh- her dad owns a fashion magazine, and she wants to be this serious journalist. But she gets hired onto this ma- this fashion magazine and it's kind of about her uh struggle to be a feminist and also work uh in a a field that kind of uh Promotes i wouldn't say sexism take, sure uh, i was gonna say takes advantage of women but yeah uh promotes sexism is a good way to put it tilly uh it's pretty good uh it's not a, it's not as good as some 90s shows but it's fun um mm. I saw L.A. to Vegas, which is a show we were thinking about covering on the show, but we ended up not. Yeah. Either of you guys see this? We didn't. Yes. No. I thought it was total garbage. I thought it had potential. It had funny parts, but it was very silly. Uh, I I'll keep watching it. I didn't think it was terrible. It had it had its funny moments, but uh, it would have been weird to cover on the show. Uh, Yeah. Was this the one on the airline? Right. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, we're talking about it now. I, I wouldn't say it's something I would totally recommend everybody, but it's it's a good, <laughs> it's an interesting little comedy. It was done by, I believe, the people who did Talladega Nights and some other Will Ferrell movies. Mm. So uh, that makes it kind of interesting. Uh, if it's bad in the next episode, I'll let people know, but episode one was, eh, all right. Um, I, I thought it was under par. Frodenolic. Uh, I saw a show called Mick Mafia, which was on, yes, I believe, BBC. Yep. Oh. Fantastic first two episodes. Was that two episodes? Or it was just all... Okay, I no, saw it the all fir- the, you you just seen one episode. It, they did a two-hour for, for the first episode? Or for the first day? Oh, I saw so a full hour. Two. Oh, you just saw a full hour. Okay. Mm. So That's I did because, see both uh, episodes, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I didn't know. I I, I was unaware, but uh, as far as I could tell, the first hour, we'll just call it that, um, Yeah. was very good. It It's it's a show about Russian mafia getting involved in charity work to, to launder money and... This son, who is kind of a British national, he grew up as a a British national, but his whole family came from Russia and was Russian gangsters. Mm. And he's trying to move away from it, but at the same time, he gets kind of caught up in it. So it's an interesting show so far. um, We'll see if it continues to be good. And it's based on a book, and uh, I love the book. Uh, I I had no clue this was coming, so... I was like, whoa, what is this? A filmation of Mac Mafia. I was like, whoa, that's super cool. I just found so out about ex- this week looking up for our main topic of best TV or the new new TV coming out, and I found it that way, right. and that's how I ended up finding it, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I was looking at it, and I was like, whoa, this looks really cool. And I, I thought it was 
tremendously good made. I, I thought it was interesting and and uh, I really liked the characters, especially like the Russian English thing is, is it was really interesting. I, I am I'm super excited to say where see where it goes. And they're also definitely playing off the whole idea of the Russian uh, U.S. U.K. relations is mm-hmm. also like mm-hmm. they don't point that out at all, but the show is definitely playing oh. off of it. But I would oh, recommend yeah, definitely. it definitely uh, at least just for these first episodes. And then the last yeah. thing that both me and Fro saw this week uh, yesterday was the first uh, opening episode of Celebrity Big Brother U.K. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Fro? I had absolutely no clue who anybody that was going into the house was, so that was fun. Let's go through it real quick so that Tilly can tell us if she knows, because she is our British correspondent. Yay! Uh, (laughs) Jess Impazia. Nope. Jess Impazi, I guess it is. She was on X on the Beach. Uh, I definitely wouldn't know then. Anne Widcombe. Anne Widcombe? Yes, she's a politician. Conservative um, MP. This is the lady who, before the show, I mentioned, she was the first one to go in the house. Uh, we mentioned this and before. she didn't like anything. We mentioned this before, that the fir- at the beginning, the, I guess up until Friday, it will be all women, and then men will come mm-hmm. in, I believe, on Friday. Um, but she was the first to go in, and she's getting interviewed by uh, Emma. Emma. And Emma's like, oh, how do you feel about being in a house with all women? Isn't it going to be great? You're going to be able to talk all about women's empowerment and everything. And <laughs> Anne goes, I'd rather there were some men in there. I don't need all these cackling women around. And yeah, Emma just stopped very, and was um, like, uh, what? Yeah, she's a woman. She works in politics and it's a very male-dominated kind of world and she's quite comfortable there. I'm sure Louis Theroux did a, a thing with her. Yes. Oh, okay. I guess they really um, had to convince her to get come on the show, is what it sounded like. Yeah. Well, she's been doing lots more TV recently. I think she's she's still in politics, but she's sort of coming away a bit from it now, and she's more of a a personality. But she's a personality sure. in a fact that in a kind of way that she doesn't really want to be a personality, if that makes sense. But I liked her. I really, really liked her. She was fun. She was funny, but I imagine she's going to be quite a hassle in the house. Uh, next, yeah, she's uh, a bloody conservative. So ugh. that was the other thing. Yeah, you could definitely tell Tory. she was coming from the <laughs> Tory side. Uh, Malika mm. Hack, like H A Q Q, because she was on something called Hollywood Divas. Uh, Amanda Berry, who was in best known for playing Alma Howell on Coronation Street. Oh nope. no, I don't watch Coronation Street. Ashley I'd James. I probably know her face. James. What's An she E4 of? reality show made in oh made in Chelsea, somebody from oh, Maggie Oliver. <laughs> Your favorite show. <laughs> made in Chelsea. Is such Horrible. A this lady was actually super interesting. Maggie Oliver, uh, former detective from Greater Manchester Police, who helped break up the Rochdale child grooming ring. Ooh. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, India Will Willoughby. I think it is first transgender TV reporter for ITV, I believe. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, and finally, yeah. Rachel Johnson uh, edited the Ladies Magazine. It's called The Lady. Because she's an editor for The Lady Magazine. Yeah. So those are our she, first. She might entrance. be interesting, but so the only one I've heard of is Anne Whitcomb. Sure. Okay. 
brilliant selections there, Channel 4. Well done. <laughs> I think I she's like... going to be the most interesting out of the ladies as well. But on Friday, we'll get the men coming in, and it'll turn back into regular Big Brother. So, For the next few days, though, it'll be interesting to just see the women in the house. So. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this season because uh, it seems like they are doing something new with Big Brother. That was another thing Anne uh, Whittacombe pointed out in her in her interview was uh, she said, oh, won't it be great for there to be all women in the house? And she said, well, that's, that's not how people interact in real life. Like, you don't just, just <laughs> interact with women all the time in real life, so that right. wouldn't be very real right. in, in yeah. this reality right. show, is what she pointed out. So I agree with that completely. I think... In the game of Big Brother, there should be all different segments of society. So, oh, definitely, yeah. And Whitcomb is very like pragmatic, and I like her. As as Tories go, <laughs> she's the least sort of trying to push her views down your throat, and she isn't actually that judgmental of other people. She just has her opinions, and right. they don't. They're not right. the same as mine. She just that seemed like sense. the old lady who was like, "I don't care what I like, what you think. I'm going to say what I what I believe, and I don't really give a crap what you want, what you have yeah. to say about it." And that is very, yeah. in, it's an enduring yeah. characteristic of any kind of person. But that's what I saw this week on TV. I'm what about going you guys? to be uh, super fast. I saw mostly the same as Luke, uh, um, and I was at my dad's place, and I showed my dad the good place from the beginning. Oh, cool. And he fucking loved it. He thought it was amazingly funny. And uh, I totally agree. And he didn't see the twist at ending coming. So that was fun. Cool. Uh, then we started watching Big Little Lies together. Uh, uh, but we haven't finished that. So I'll tell you how I feel about that. Uh, Taylor? Um, I've watched a lot of um, Christmas and New Year's specials because yeah. it is that time of year. Um, I did too, actually. Ten out, uh, eight out of uh, ten cats New Year special I watched. Uh, did you see the big fat quiz of the year? Uh, yes, I did see the big fat quiz I love that every year. year. I saw that today, actually. Um, I fucking forgot what it was called. Uh, <laughs> I forgot it existed. Until Dick sort of put it up and he was like, I knew there'd be one. And we found and it because it's not in the comedy section on um, all four. It's in the entertainment section, which is weird because it's saw, a comedy quiz. I saw the Christmas special of uh, EastEnders and now I'm hooked on EastEnders. Oh, no. So thank you, Margaret, for that. Uh, oh, I gave up. I quit EastEnders <laughs> for wrestling. It's so funny. It's, it's the same so amount good. of drama. I love your standards. The it's acting's so a bit better in wrestling. That's so good. <laughs> I love yeah, SmackDown so this week talking about wrestling. Oh yeah, wrestling this week was really good. SmackDown was. was Did you watch really SmackDown, good. Tilly? No, I was okay, too busy I don't want to ruin anything, Christmas but somebody, things. somebody I think turned heel, and it's pretty amazing. So go watch SmackDown Ooh. as soon as you can, Tilly. Okay, we'll watch it that later. It is one of the best heel turns ever. Amazing. X. Except it's WWE next week. He totally won't be a heel, and we'll be like, "What?" Oh, he he will be heel. Okay, he will be heel. All right, okay. trust me. I think he's going to be heel. Right, so I've also watched on the BBC. There was a load of stuff. There's Frankie Boyle's New World Order 2017, mm -hmm. where he sits with um, a panel of lots of different people and talks about what's happened this year. 
Um, Inside Number Nine has come back. Mm-hmm. Now, I hadn't seen it before, so I've watched all the first three seasons and loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. Season four started with a really weird episode where everything is in sort of poetic form. All of the dialogue rhymes. It's it's weird, but they're all weird because it's written by the same, well, two of the people from the League of Gentlemen, which mm-hmm. has also come back for a special anniversary special three-parter where we go back to Royston Vasey and see all the old loved characters that have grossed us out and we've loved for, well, since the 90s. Um, yeah, so that's worth a watch. Um, Absolutely Fabulous did a Christmas special, which surprised me. I didn't know that was coming up, called Cold Turkey. Um, and have I got 2017 news for you, which was just a sort of clip show thing of the best bits of Have I Got News For You all through the last year, sort of. It just outlines what the year's been, basically. Most of these programmes have just outlined... Right. Sounds like a lot what's of clip, happened through clip the years. shows. Yeah. Well, when there's nothing else on, you know, you kind of uh, find yourself watching all of these. But it, with it being the best bits and stuff, it's been nice to just right. turn your brain off. And have it on. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And, oh God, was that this year? <laughs> There's a whole lot of that this year, <laughs> and completely unrelated to the time of year or to anything. Um, I spotted that Catfish had got a yes. clip show thing. Yes, and, and that was have, so fucking amazing. It was really good, but it might have started me off watching the entirety of Catfish. Oh no! And I'm mm. up to season three now. <laughs> Um, oh, you should and... still watch it, though. You should. Oh, I'm, I'm, as I've said, I've got up to season three. I'm still oh, I'm yeah. still in progress right now. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just good to just stick on, you know, and you can sort of stick something on while you're doing things or when there's nothing else that, on. That reminds me, I actually saw the first part of a two-parter of Intervention uh, the other day as well. That was oh, I bet that'll be my next reality thing I'll start watching. I saw some interesting news from TV in England uh, through that show Hunted, which seems to be haunting us. We're being haunted by Hunted. But um, I guess they're being accused of cheating. The Hunters uh, apparently were breaking the the rules. Oh, really? Apparently they weren't. They like, there's apparently they give them like a list of people that they're allowed to contact. And apparently they went after this one guy's wife who was pregnant and she wasn't on the list. Uh, And they were hassling this lady to try to find out where he was. And apparently they've lost so many times recently uh, that the the TV producers are, like, trying to get the Hunters to win because they lose too too often. So. (laughs) Wow. But talking about TV and stuff, we're going to talk of what is coming up in 2018. This is one of my favorite segments because I listen back to it every year where we predict what was going to be good and what is going to be bad and sometimes we are really wrong <laughs> go and listen sometimes. back to last, last year's for example intent but uh, oh. yeah I will begin with my number 5 of uh, TV of 2018 that I'm looking forward to most and my number five is you. Not you, but me. <laughs> so many punts. Um, and it's based on Caroline Kepner's novel. 
And if you don't know who Caroline Katniss is, she's my best friend, of course. You can go of back course. to that episode. Yes. <laughs> Uh, called My Best Friend Caroline Katniss. Um, I love this book, and it's uh, produced by Greg Barralenti and Sarah Gamble. Expectations are merely from the team assembled. It shows centered on an obsessive millennial, Penn Bagley, never heard of him who uh, uses modern technology to stalk a woman to and insert himself in her life. There's nice. a lot of things I can say about you, but sadly it's coming on a channel that we don't really like, so... <sighs> but I, I, I am... Are I you going to tell us I what am, channel that is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, because I, 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 I want to remember that. Oh. Because uh, I I remember everything. Uh, so well. It's lifetime. Right. Lifetime. Oh, lifetime. Uh, okay, yeah. Yes. So this is... Uh, so it's going to be is, crap. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's why it's my number five. You. Look. Uh, me. Okay. My number five most anticipated TV uh, is a show called Everything Sucks. With an exclamation, exclamation point at the end. I think this is a new trend of putting exclamation points at the end of titles of TVs and movies. Have you noticed? This is the third one we've mentioned on the show, right? Right, Fro? Yeah. Uh, what was the movie you you talked about? Oh. And then what Happy. Something called Happy. Yeah, Happy is the one the that I mentioned. Happy. And then there was one Fro mentioned. And then this one, Everything Sucks! Exclamation point. Uh, there isn't a release date. Mother! Mother! Mother, right, yeah. Mother! Um, this doesn't have a release yet, Dead, just it's coming out in 2018. It's on Netflix. Uh, a quirky, fun, coming-of-age story that follows two groups of high school misfits, an AV club, and drama club, who collide in 1996 Oregon. So it's based in high school in Oregon in the mid-90s, uh, uh, which mm. I guess was a little before I was in high school, but it's very close. To when I was in high school, so to me, this uh, it it's gonna connect uh, to me a little more than most people, just because it's based in high school in the late '90s in Oregon. So that's why it's my number five. Uh, April twentieth, by the way, is you coming out? <laughs> he says to a man in the closet. Do you know right. what my number five is? Oh, four minute puns. <laughs> 2018, uh, the year of the pun. Uh-huh. So, number five, My number five is... It's Untitled Gorillas TV Show. I don't know if it's actually going to have a title when they've finished it, because they've um, not announced what it's going to be on or when it's going to happen. Okay. But, you know, Gorillas the band? Yes. Yeah. You know how they're all animations? Right. Yeah. Rather than being the artist, well, they're doing a ten-part animated TV series. Oh. Um, Jamie Hewlett announced that he was working on it at the beginning of last year, um, but it's going to be coming out this year. They're doing a full-blown series, so I'm quite quite looking forward to that. But we've got no idea when it's going to be or what it's going to be on yet. Okay. Oh. My number four is Castle Rock. 
little is known about this upcoming 10 season episode series created by J.J. Abrams. Have you heard of him? Yes. And based on the storytelling of Stephen King, but by the teaser uh, trailer drop, it hints that includes classic characters, locations, and themes from everything from it to the Green Mile to Misery. But these uh, are combined with a streaming service track record for groundbreaking original dramas of late is more than enough to build up anticipation. I am so fucking looking forward to this. <laughs> I, 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 I love Stephen King. I love J.J. Abrams. Uh, and uh, I mean, this is coming out for Hulu. Uh, and uh, their last Stephen King Hulu thing was... Uh, uh, what was that year again, Luke? Where they went through that time machine uh, saving... Uh, Oh, not killing uh, the the time machine that was a closet in the back of a restaurant. Uh, yes, yes. Right. What was 19... the name of it? 1963 or Castle Rock is my number four. Luke? My number four is AP Bio. Uh, yeah. This is an okay. NBC show. Uh, it's coming out on February 1st, so a couple months. Uh, it's starring Pat Oswald and Glenn Howerton. Yay! You should know for, uh, as Dennis from How uh, Always Sunny. Yep. Mm. Um description of it jack griffin is a philosophy scholar who missed out on his dream job he instead gets uh, a job at whitlock high school teaching advanced placement biology hence the name ap bio uh with class uh, with a class filled with honor students jack plans to misdirect uh the principal played by Patton oswald in order to use the students talents to get back at his job stealing nemesis he uses his students to get back at people in his life who have wronged him so it looks kind of funny. Uh, that was my number four, AP Bio. Okay, cool. Your number four, Delane. My number four is Roseanne that's coming back mm. for um, a nine-episode tenth season. They've mm-hmm. got all the original cast, even though Dan died in the ninth season originally. Right. I don't quite yeah. know how they're bringing him back. Is he going to haunt them, or is it just... They're going to pretend that he didn't die. But yeah, that's uh, going to be on ABC from March the 27th. So I'm kind of I'm intrigued by this. And I do this kind is of miss going Roseanne. to be interesting. To interesting, I will call it. I was not I'm allowed sure to watch I... Roseanne when I was a kid. There's a show oh. that my parents would not allow me to watch. Oh, really? It's a good show. Oh. Last I... season is crap. But, what was uh... the reasoning for it? I think that they are just a little too, uh, what's a good word for it? Like, it's their people you you shouldn't be looking up to as, like, role models. Like, they're a little too white trashy, maybe. So my yeah. parents didn't want me to look up to th- th- those kind of people, I think is what it was. I can understand that. Uh, number three for me is Vaco. It's, uh, it's coming on the permanent. 
Aramount Network. Oh, Waco. Is that what you're talking about? Waco, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You said oh, Waco. I reading it as Waco. Which would be a... Oh, I reading it as Waco. Waco. It's like Waco, Waco so. Texas. Right. Yes. right, right. And it it's is. a miniseries created by John Efrick Doodle and Drew Doodle based on the 93, 1993 Waco siege and the show uh, centered on... The FBI and AFK seized branch uh, David Compound belonging to the religious leader David Koresh. Played the by Doodle Brothers. Kay. My favorite. Yes. <laughs> um, played uh, by Taylor Kirch. Kirch. Yeah, back Vico. I love religion mini shows, so this is up my alley. It was on my honorable mentions, but yeah. Your number three, then, Luke. My number three is a show uh, called Hard Sun, which comes on BBC <laughs> March 7th. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, Fro was thinking of something dirty when I said Hard Sun. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was laughing because I had that. That's my honorable mention. Oh, okay. I thought you were. Yeah, I thought you were, had a dirty mind. Um, no, Hard Sun. Hard yeah, Sun no, I... is a pre-apocalyptic crime show set in contemporary London. The pr- mm-hmm. protagonists are two police officers, Charlie Hicks and Elaine Renko, who, whilst investigating what appears to be a routine death of a hacker in London, stumbles upon proof that the world is fa- facing certain destruction in five years. Ooh. Yeah. So it looks very. It's like a whodunit crime show. So, uh, but also post or pre pre apocalyptic. So it should be interesting. Tilly, your number three, please. My number three is Unsolved: The Murders of Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. Coming yeah, out. I have that as well. February twenty seventh on, on USA, and I've just watched another one of these. Where it was a, I think he's a public defender or something mm. that went through and was finding out or trying to figure out who done it essentially. And yep. yeah, they're doing another one. I don't know. I don't think it's related. Um, it's based off the experiences of former LAPD detective Greg Cading. Cading, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Who did like multiple that. task force investigations into the still unsolved murders of Biggie and Pac. Um, yeah, I kind of, I've been very interested in their murders, because obviously being a rap fan as I grew up, I, I definitely thought I, I was of a different ethnicity to my own, I had cornrows and everything, so, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll be very into this when it comes out. Well, I have that on my honourable mentions, like I said. My number two is Mosaic. Steven Soderberg has already released an uh, interactive version of his variety-style murder via the uh, aptly named Moasi, Mo- Mosaic uh, mobile app, allowing the audience to follow or uh, one or multiple characters' journey through the complicated tale. But uh, the Ature director will debut his vision of the story through the six-episode limited series. I can't 
fucking wait. Could you repeat the Steven title? What's, what's it called again? Is it Mosaic? Mosaic. Mosaic. Okay. Yeah. Just yes. so people get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Steven Soderbergh have never made a TV show before, so this is going to be interesting. And like they're playing it with an app where people can. Yeah. It's a VR TV show, which yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah. All right, my number two, right? Yeah, that's where we're at. My number two is another Netflix show. Uh, Coming out February 2nd, it's called Altered Carbon. Uh, Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon is set in the future where consciousness is digitized and stored on cortical stacks implanted in the spine, allowing humans to survive physical death by having their memories and consciousness re-sleeved into new bodies. Uh, Bancroft was killed, and the last automatic backup of his stack was made hours before his death, leaving him with no memory of who killed him and why. Uh, While police rule it a suicide, Bancroft is convinced he was murdered and wants Kovacs to find out the truth. Uh, This, Like I said, February 2nd, Altered Carbon, my number two. Sounds super interesting. Yeah. Your number two, Tiller. My number two is uh, the next in the American Crime Story series. Yep. It's, um, well, American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's hope it's as good as the last one. Yeah. Although it's got Penelope Cruz on it. Oh, yes. Which yep. is uh, going to be interesting because it's not just all the cast that were... Uh-huh. In the last one, like American Horror Story. I feel like she hasn't Although done a- do anything in forever. I feel like she hasn't no. been in anything in a long time, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, coming on to portray the iconic Donatella Versace. I think this should be yeah. quite good. I, I enjoyed the um, OJ yeah. one. The so OJ we'll see if this one, one... Amazing. Yeah, let's see if this one stacks up. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I have high hopes for this. My number one and my guess for Luke's number one. <laughs> it's Ballad of Buster Shrugs. Scruggs? Scruggs, maybe? Yeah. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, it's coming to Netflix in 2018, and it's an American television uh, Western uh, anthology series, and it's uh, with people with James Franco, so Cassian. Tim Daly, Ralph Inderson, Tim Blake Nelson, and Stephen Roth. But that's not why I picked this, because it's the first and created by two people that I know a lot of people love out there. Joel and Ethan Cohen, the Cohen brothers, is finally making a television show. For some so reason, I knew you were going to say the Cohen brothers. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I love the Common Brothers, and uh, uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs is coming up to Netflix in 2018. Look, my number one uh, is a Stars Channel TV show coming oh, out on January okay. 28th. I believe the first episode actually got revealed at some like Comic Con or some convention of some type. So the first episode, I believe, is 
has already come out, but uh, I think it's being replayed on in January at the end of January. But the second episode definitely playing January twenty eighth. Uh, it's a show called Counterpart, uh, with starring J.K. Simmons. If you guys know who that is, uh, I don't think so. And, uh, let's see, uh, Lady he, Killers. He was Lady Killers was amazing. Yeah. He was the guy who had uh, IBS in that movie. Um, A little description. An espionage sci-fi thriller with a metaphysical twist. Counterpart tells the story of Howard Silk, uh, a lowly cog in a uh, bureaucratic UN agency who is turning the last corner of his life filled with regret. Uh, When he discovers the agency he works for is guarding a secret, a crossing to a parallel dimension. Mm. So and that I've looks very it. interesting. I've seen this. I've seen the first episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I said, I know the first episode's out there. I don't know uh, how available it is, but I know it's out there. So uh, Available enough. Cool I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised that you hadn't uh, balanced a ballad of Buster Scruggs on your list. Airlook. Hadn't even heard of it. <laughs> Are you a little surprised that the Coen brothers are coming out with a anthology series? They never made television before, actually. Uh, no, not not super surprised. Just because nowadays uh, a lot of uh, film directors are doing TV shows, so it's not super mm. surprising in in that way. No. Would it be high on your list in, if you knew about it? Uh, maybe. I think this is still would still be my number one though because of yeah. the story elements of it that make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, some honorable mentions there, Luke. What about my number one? I was going to say, we have Tilly. Oh! (laughs) No, Tilly. Tilly doesn't care. I've got a number one! It's the best one! We don't care about you, though. Well, Well, I care about me, so I'm going to say it anyway. Um, (laughs) My number one is going to be on E4. Uh, They've not announced the date yet, but it's called Dead Pixels. And okay. I'll read the little blurb thing that I found on Little White Lies. It says, Peep Show Dream Team, Sam Bain and Jesse Armstrong are back, and they've brought a new comedy show with them. Described as part live action, part computer animated series, it centres on a group of friends obsessed with a popular online fantasy RPG called Kingdom Scrolls. Mm. I love Peep Show, and coming from the writers of Peep I Show, love we Kingdom know this Scrolls. Is be good. Well, there oh. we go then, you'll like this too. Yeah, Dead oh. Pixels on E4 at some point this year. Cool. Okay, let's go movies, and then we reverse it. So, tell you... Oh, no, first. now we do... Now we do honorable oh, now mentions. We yeah. do honorable mentions. We're totally yeah. messing up with Fro here, apparently. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Look, what's your honorable mentions? Apparently they're coming out with a Rocco's Modern Life movie on Nickelodeon. Yes. Uh, it's yes. called Static City. Apparently, they come mm-hmm. back from being frozen in outer space in the uh, the Rocco gang, and they're set. Uh, they come back to Earth in the future, and they have to figure out how to live normal life. Uh, a new Arrested Development season is happening. Arrested Development mm-hmm. is always a good show. Um, I had McMafia down, but I've already mentioned that. Uh, there's a show called The Terror, which I think is also done by. Uh, uh, film director, I can't remember exactly who, but it's a uh, it's kind of a monster movie, uh, thriller type TV show. 
there's a show called The Rain that's coming out. Uh, it's about a virus that wipes out, like, the Earth's population. But these two kids somehow survive, and then they have to figure out, with their dad's, like, virus research, how to cure, uh, how to save the world, basically. It seems kind of interesting. Uh, there's a show called Maniac, which is supposed to be pretty good. It's about two people in an insane asylum, and, like, it shows and, you their their world. And it's also bought from Norway. Oh, I think yeah. I read about that one. Yeah, it's bought from Norway, look. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned Waco, or Fro did, I guess. Uh, Disenchantment mm-hmm. is going to be a cartoon series by Matt Gronin. Uh, the creator of The Simpsons. Mm. So that should be mm. interesting. Coming out later this year. And then there's a show called Corporate, which I saw just a very short little thing about, and that also looks good. So what about you, Fro? Uh, I have a little show that uh, no none of you is going to look for. I think uh, Westworld. You, you haven't heard of that, maybe? I don't think you heard about that. Westworld Season yeah. 2, yeah. to be more specific, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Westworld season two. Uh, we covered season one. Holy fuck! I'm excited for this. Yay! Uh, more or less. Uh, Luke has mentioned all the others. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now I only have one honorable mention, and it's been mentioned already. It's AP Bio because it's got Glenn Howerton in it. It looks very mm. good. It looks like the best comedy show coming out in the next few months for sure. Uh, and it, it looks very funny. Now, let's go to movies. And since we did it that way, we will reverse it. So what's your number five, Ile? My number five is Aquaman, which comes mm-hmm. out December 21st. Not my normal kind of film, but I really like Jason Momoa. Where he comes what back about and him it sounds do you like... like? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's his personality, purely. It's, his it's, not, personality. Yeah. it's not that you're a big fan of the Aquaman comic books at all? Like, no, I guess not. Yeah, no. I, I don't really do comic booky type things, but we do... We do Even people who do comic books aren't into Aquaman. Just to... No. <laughs> yeah. But it, would, it will be interesting to see, because he's the, the most made fun of, of all of them, of all superheroes. Right. So it'd been interesting to see them try to spin it, like gristle him up a bit, yeah, <laughs> make him a bit more raw. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that is. Oh, look, you're number five. Oh right, uh, my number five, Holmes and Watson. Yes. Coming Ooh. November 9th, starring Will oh, Ferrell. So Starring Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, and Ray Fiennes, uh, mm-hmm. a humor a, a humorous take on Arthur Conan Doyle's classic mystery uh, featuring Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson. Uh, here is that. Oh, uh, but this one really invents, really reinvents the wheel. What if Holmes, played by Ferrell, was an idiot taking all the credit for Watson? Uh, played by Riley. So it's going to be like a comedy kind of twist on the Holmes and Watson. So it looks funny. And it's the first time John C. Riley and 
Will Ferrell have done a movie forever, so should be good. My number five is uh, Phantom Thread. It's coming out 19th of January in 2018, so you don't have to wait long. Uh, the premise for this sounds awfully boring. Uh, set in the 1950s, Rhino Woodcook is a new dressmaker whose uh, fascination life is described by a young, strong-willed woman, Alma, who also becomes his muse and lover. If that doesn't sound like a generic shit movie, I have no clue. And it's with Daniel D. Lewis and Vicky Creeps. That's not why I picked it. I will actually say the director is Paul Thomas Anderson, and Paul Thomas Anderson has not made a bad movie yet. Uh, and if you don't know who that is, he's the man that made the fantastic movie uh, Magnolia, uh, also Punch Drunk Love, uh, The Master, uh, There Will Be Blood. Uh, yeah. So I picked number five, Phantom Thread. Number four, Tilly. Didn't... Oh, yeah. Sorry, I've confused myself because I've swapped them around. Right. Um, my number four is Captive State, which is coming out on August the 17th. Captain what? Captive State. Oh, I said, I, I thought you said Captain Stain. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's that guy that likes to ruin all your favourite clothes. Yeah, um, yeah. Directed by Rupert Wyatt. Um, it's wait. It says director Rupert Wyatt pitched viewers into a world in crisis with um, Rise of the Planets of the Apes, which is what he did before, and he's up to his old mm. tricks with Captive State, which focuses on the residents of a Chicago neighborhood in an alien-occupied America a decade after the invasion. Um, it's got John Goodman in it, Vera Farmiga. But, sure. Whatever. Um, and Ashton Sanders. It's mostly John Goodman that mm, right. has interested yeah. me. But yeah, it sounds like an interesting premise where we've been occupied and we're all being kept in a, a captive state. Oh. Your number four, Luke. My number four, uh, Mandy. You came mm. and you gave me a turkey. <laughs> Mandy <laughs> is coming out on January 19th, so just in a couple weeks, st uh, starring Nicolas Cage, believe it or not. I'm not a huge Nicolas Cage fan, but this looks oh. interesting. Uh, Mandy is set in pr the primal wilderness of 1983, where Red Miller, a broken and haunted man, hunts an unhinged religious cult who slaughtered the love of his life. Uh, it's a revenge film, and it looks very good. I love oh. revenge films. My number four is Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Owen Lieberman said this. I've been waiting years to see the musical drama about Queen and the tremendous life and reckless passion for their lead singer, Freddie Mercury. But director Brian Singer uh, <laughs> unleashes a rash of headlines getting fired off of this project. With just over two weeks of shooting to go, he was accused of rape. That was fun. Uh, the film's future suddenly looked murky. <laughs> See what he did there? Fun. Um, 
Will we see the light of day? And so, will Singer name uh, be in the product? It's too early to tell, but the movie uh, could uh, still prove to be ecstatic rock. Biopic and the wild card is Remy Malik from Mr. Robot, who is going to play Mr. Muffin. Mm -hmm. So my number four is Bohemian Rhapsody. Your number three, little Tilly. My number three is coming out on August the third. It's the Predator. <laughs> not an alien versus predator. Not a predator versus alien. <laughs> it's the Predator. Um, I don't know if this carries on from. From the original, I read a yeah. thing about this. It, it it acts like the second movie did not exist, and all the rest of them did not exist. It goes from the first directly to this. So okay, but yeah, I I like Predator movies. I always enjoy them, even if they are bad. The second so, one was uh, awful. <laughs> oh, well, Predator Two one. with Danny Glover, where they're in the city that. and it's like yeah, it's yeah, it's my favorite. That's really? Oh my gosh, yeah. I hated that I movie. Love it. I love that. I absolutely I love, love it. That. When he goes onto the ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, amazing. I love that. That yeah. part was interesting just because that's where the tie together with aliens came from originally, yeah. is that mm. scene. But the rest of the movie is just, it's really bad. And the whole scene where it's like they just wanted <laughs> to get a naked woman in there, so they like have this weird scene where like he's looking across the way. Yeah, it was, that whole movie was really silly, I thought, but. Oh, I've, I've, it's always been my favorite one of the Predators. I like the, <laughs> I like the first one. I think it's amazing, but the second one not so much. Yeah, see, I think the first one was a bit too Rambo for me. One. I love the first one. Uh, what's your number three, Luke? My number three, The Darkest Minds, coming oh, out yes. September fourteenth. Mm-hmm. After a disease kills ninety-eight percent of America's children, the surviving two mm-hmm. percent develop superpowers and are placed in internment camps. A 16-year-old girl escapes her camp and joins a group of other teens on the run from the government. Uh, it looks very good, yeah. Yeah. Cool beans. It looks really cool. Uh, my number three is uh, Isle of Dog. Is dogs. As in, in London. Uh, no, as an actual uh, Isle of Dogs. It's an upcoming stop uh, motion picture animated film uh, directed by Wes Anderson, the, ma- uh, the man that made uh, the fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, and it will feature voices from Brian Crinston, uh, uh, Edward Norton, Bill uh, Murray, Jeff Goldblum, and Bob Balaban. Cool. Yeah. Nice. That's um, my number three. Your number two, Tilly. My number two is I might be saying this wrong. Um, it's Suspiria, or Suspiria. Yes. No, Suspiria is correct, and I'm okay. Really, really, really looking forward to this. Well, I haven't seen the original, so I may watch oh, this the and then watch the original. Oh. Because I don't oh, want to ruin it for myself. But um, oh. this is going to be directed by a guy who I'm going to ruin his name as well. Is it Guadagnino? 
Guadagnino? Yeah, sure. Something like that. <laughs> we'll Some, go with that. Something like that. He did Call Me By Your Name in a bigger splash, which I've not seen either of them. But, um, yeah, this will be apparently a good horror. And it's got Dakota Johnson, Chloe Grace Moretz, um, Tilda Swinton, and Mia Goth in it. And I love Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. I think she's you absolutely see? brilliant. You seen the original uh, look? I don't think so. No. Oh, oh. Okay. What's your number two look? My number two, uh, working title God Particle, also known yep. as Clove Revealed yep. Three. Yep. Uh, coming out February second. Uh, executive producer J.J. Abrams. Uh, a team of astronauts aboard an international space station find themselves alone after a scientific experiment involving a particle accelerator makes Earth vanish. When the mm-hmm. shuttle, when the sh- uh, when a space shuttle appears, the space crew must fight for survival following their horrible discovery. Uh, I really, really liked uh, Cloverfield Two. The first one, I was not expecting two to be as good. Uh, and two turned out so well that I'm actually look forward, looking quite forward to the third one. So that's my number two, uh, God Particle. I have, I have that as my, my honorable mention. My number two is a small independent uh, picture. No, I'm just fucking kidding with you. My number two is Ready Player One. Uh, Ready Player One is a science fiction adventure directed by Steven Spielberg. Never heard of him. Uh, based he's on a new. novel by he's a new one. Yes. <laughs> he, he, he's new in the game never heard about that teenager uh, Owen Watts uh, who is frequent uh, visual reality world Oasis attempt to win a game created by the recently deceased creator in the search of easter egg to will, uh, win full uh, ownership of the Oasis and his 240 billion fortune I've seen the trailer for this. This looks fucking epic. So, my number two. Ready? Player one. <laughs> and a very good book, we should mention. But yeah, Tilly. My number one. Ooh. Ooh. Is, um, it'll be coming out on May the 18th. So we are told, in the UK at least. Um, it's Slenderman, the actual mm-hmm. movie, a horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so Slenderman tells the story of a tall, thin, horrifying figure with unnaturally long arms and a featureless face who is reputed to be responsible for the haunting and disappearance of countless children and teens. Now, we all know the Slenderman story. I think everybody's mm-hmm. played the game or watched people playing the game. And we, all, uh, we, we also covered the documentary about the Slenderman here. So. We did, and had an update about killing. Yeah. the girls that did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm really, really looking forward to this. And you know me in movies. I don't tend to yeah. really watch many, but this one I will be watching as soon as I can. I don't think I dare go see it at the cinema, though. It looks good. It's in my honorable mentions, but I also it's I'm reserved because it can e- it'll either be really good or really terrible. One or the other. Yeah, yeah. It could be the Bye Bye Man. Let's all hope it's not the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> I was thinking more it was going to be along the lines of uh, Blair Witch Two, that kind of bad. Uh, electric like, Boogaloo, yeah. Right. <laughs> the one with Busta Rhymes in it. Um, 
What's your my number, number one? one? My number one is Frozen number two, Ready Player One by Steven Spielberg. Uh, uh, coming out. Me ten bucks. Coming out March thirtieth. <laughs> and Fro already nice, did the right? description, but like we, like I said, the book was amazing, and it's Steven Spielberg, and the trailer looks really good. So I have no reason to think this isn't going to be one of the best movies of the year. So. Me and Tilly bet uh, ten uh, bucks on this, so you owe me ten bucks. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I was. It's not fair. I was. Changing number one. (laughs) I could have, like, because I heard the bet. I could have just screwed Fro over and changed my number one if I wanted to, but I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) My number. <laughs> My number one is uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War, and it's the culmination of uh, how many MCU movies is it now? <laughs> Some. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be the biggest uh, blockbuster of the year, I'm calling it. Uh, sporting a huge card of characters uh, that is going to clash together uh, that we had never seen uh, from Marvel before. And we, uh, we, I'm couldn't be more hyped for the playoff of this movie on this scale. And this is only part one. So, <laughs> Adventures: Infinity Wars is my number one. Okay, let's do some honorable mentions. Uh, yes. Tilly, I guess you go first. I don't have any. <laughs> it was hard enough trying to find five films that I might actually watch. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. Uh, I have some. I, oh, go ahead first then, Fro. Uh, I have Truth or Dare, uh, and it's the same producers as uh, Get Out and Happy Death Day. Oh, okay. Uh, wasn't super surprised by uh, Happy Death Day, but Get Out was really good. And Truth and Dare is a fun game, so it could be that it's going to be a good thing. I'm actually looking forward to Death Wish. Uh, I didn't. I'm not a huge fan. The first Death Wish uh, movie, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the Greatest Showman. I'm looking forward to. And look, you know what was almost my number one, right? No. Mamma Mia! Here we go again. Um, <laughs> Right. Sequel to Mamma Mia. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it could be almost my number one. I am so looking forward to see that. Ocean State, I think it's going to be okay. Uh, the Shape of Water, I'm looking forward to see. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I didn't count. It already watch. came out. I didn't count it as a 2018 yeah. movie. But yeah, I'm still looking forward okay. to that. Yeah, and Lady Bird, I have on my list as well. Which again, probably doesn't count as a 2018, yeah. but yeah. Uh, those you'll see in the Oscars for 2018 anyways, probably, so. Yeah. Uh, I had some other ones. Super Troopers 2, I'm actually looking forward yeah. to quite a bit. Uh, Deadpool 2, I, I yeah. don't like, you know how much I hate superhero movies, and I'm actually looking forward to this, so. Fucking hate it. Uh, per, <laughs> the new Purge movie, uh, which yeah. last year, I'd never seen any Purge movies, and then you guys remember, I watched them week by week. And actually yep. like them now. So this new Purge movie is called The Island. And it's going to be the, the Island. most recent one. Yep. Uh, I had Slender Man Down. Uh, a, a film called Annihilation. Uh, a group mm-hmm. of soldiers enters an environmental disaster zone. And only one comes back alive. Although he is gravely injured. 
uh, a biologist volunteers for a second expedition in this, into this zone to find out what happened to him. Um, and then the final one I had was, uh, it's a, believe it or not, a Dakota Fanning movie called B- Please Stand what? By. Uh, Dakota yeah. Fanning movie that you are going to watch? Well, when was the last time Dakota Fanning was in any movie, Fro? (laughs) That's a good point, but she's a grown-up now. She is a grown-up now. A young autistic woman runs away from her caregiver in order to boldly go and deliver her 500-page Star Trek script uh, to a writing competition in Hollywood. On on an adventure full of laughter and tears... uh, it follows. Uh, she follows the guiding spirit of Mister Spock on her journey into the unknown. So that sounds kind of interesting. Oh, oh, 2018. How I'm looking forward to you when it comes to TV and movies. That's why Which I love doing this at the beginning of the year every year. Is it because yeah. we have all this baggage from 2017, and this really gives us something to look forward to. So yeah, I agree with you, Fro. Yeah, and Westworld. Oh, Westworld is coming back. Uh, have you seen the movie this week, Luke? Uh, well, I saw the two Chappelle show, uh, the new Chappelle shows on Netflix, or n- not Ch- Chappelle show, the new Chappelle stand-up shows on Netflix. Uh, okay. One's called a. Uh, this is hard to say. Aquaminity. Is one of them, and the other one's sure. called the Bird Revelation. Oh, interesting! Is that the revelation where you show people birds? I thought it was going to have something to do with uh, Bernie Sanders, but neither of them did. And it, there was a bit mm. of a controversy um, from him talking about the Harvey Weinstein stuff and things like that, and his take on it. There were a lot of people offended, but it's Dave Chappelle. He doesn't care if you're offended. Just to let you know. Nope. Um. And then I saw a film by a Norwegian director, Tony uh, Wakola. You know him from? Yeah. Yeah. He did Dead I Snow and Dead Snow 2, um, yeah. starring Glenn Close and William Defoe called What Happened to Monday, which is mm-hmm. a very, very good film about. Really a good film. Dystopian future where uh, there's a one child policy and it's about seven yeah. sisters who are in hiding. Uh, it's very good. Oh, I think I nearly watched that the other day. I would recommend it's on Netflix. It. It's very, yeah, very it's good. Netflix. It's really good. Uh, I saw some movies with my dad uh, again. Uh, I watched uh, It with my dad. Uh, and I watched uh, oh, Atomic Blonde with my dad. Again. And I okay. watched. Yes, and War of the... Planet of the Apes? Uh, Planet of the Apes. With my there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, no I watched some films. <laughs> Are we I surprised? No, I don't believe you. Well, it was Christmas time. <laughs> Obviously, it was, it was a little while ago, but I've not seen you guys for a while. I watched mm. Arthur Christmas. Okay. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it the animation with a whole bunch of really good actors doing voices including Hugh Laurie and I love Hugh Laurie and the night before which is a Seth Rogen film have either of you guys seen either of those? no nope. ah, the night before typical Seth Rogen film really Seth Rogen's oh, okay. character it's these 
three guys that every year on Christmas Eve they've gone out and partied and got wasted. And they've always right. wanted to go to this elusive party that they can never get an invitation to. It's very secretive, me, but they hear about it. Okay. Let me guess, he was smoking marijuana in this movie? More than that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they've been meeting up every year um, doing this because their friend's parents passed away when they were teenagers. So they sort of do Christmas Eve with him for him, just going out and getting wrecked. This year is the last time they can do it because Seth Rogen's character, um, his wife's expecting a child. She's very heavily pregnant, so it's his sort of last hurrah before becoming a dad. Um, and, yeah, it turns the pregnant lady turns up with a little box of drugs, and it's sort of some of everything for him. She's like, just really enjoy yourself. Go and, go and have fun. It'll be amazing. And he's got his two best friends. One of them's uh, now becoming a really famous or relatively famous um, sports star. I think he plays football. And the other one is the one whose parents died and he's not long split up with this girl and it's all a bit sort of strange. But yeah, amusing, I'd say. It's Ooh. worth a watch, especially for a Christmas film because it's not that Christmassy. And obviously Seth Rogen is Jewish and plays a Jewish guy, so he's got his mm. Christmas jumper, he's right. the star of David and things. But yeah, it's, it's worth a watch after you've tired yourself out with all the other Christmas cartoons and things. Hmm. What was the first one you well, mentioned? Ar- Arthur something? What was it? Arthur Arthur Christmas. Who is Is that the... Arthur like the cartoon character from like Arthur? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. No, his name is Arthur Christmas. All right, that's I was always wondering cuz I watched last, like a couple weeks ago during Christmas time with my little 4-year-old nephew. I get almost 4. Uh Curious George Christmas. Me and him watched yeah. that. I didn't mention it the other week, but uh, nothing special. Fun. It's a kids movie. Uh, Arthur Christmas oh. is is good for a kids movie, if, especially if you're watching it as an adult. I really okay. enjoyed it because he's um, the son of Santa, but his granddad was Santa it. before that. Well, it's, it doesn't you it, you know this from the very start of the film. Um, and his big brother is sort of in charge of Christmas and sends his dad to places and uses all the technology and things, and Grandpa Santa sort of sits and watches everything from a little room sort of well in my day i did it better and i had a proper sleigh with proper reindeer and blah, 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 blah. and yeah it's all about how arthur christmas saves christmas essentially for a little girl it's it's nice oh. and quite amusing oh. but now we are going to uh, look uh, at the audio trailer for uh, this uh, year's big oscar contender jumanji welcome to the jungle this is a fun group. Welcome to detention. Spencer, Oh, no, not detention. Martha, you're all here for a reason. Hey, person walking! You should be thinking about Oh, no, at the end of the movie, they might all get along. <gasps> Even though they're all from different class groups. Are you gonna help, or are you too pretty? I'm too pretty. Yo, what's this? I bet that kid's dad gave him cigarettes when he was for Christmas. Oh, wait, that's a different, <laughs> different movie, sorry. Different movie! Which one do I pick? I don't think it matters that much. Moose Finbar. Sounds like a badass. Why do they have a video game sister system at school in the storage room? I don't know. Who put Jumanji into a video game? Do they not know what the board know. game was like? 
They this is for the updated ver version of Jumanji, but they're playing what looks like a Super Nintendo, so that's really updated. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's that wrestler. I know him. Wayne. The one with the eyebrow. Yeah. Yes, I know him. That wrestler guy. His name's Big Dwayne. <laughs> the, the stone. Who are you? Me, Spencer. Who is she? Martha? Why am I wearing half a shirt and shorts Ooh, Jack Black. in the jungle? I think we got sucked into yeah. Jumanji, you go into the video game and she means... she ends up in a sexy outfit? Is that what... Oh, yeah, but the other girl into turns Jack into Jack Black, and so that's the, I get it, that's actually kind of funny. What? That is the exact same... The location that they shot Lost. The scene in Lost where they're yep. driving the uh, yep. VW bus. Yeah, that was the exact yep. same place. I recognize it as well. Uh, why are they playing Welcome to the Jungle in the background? I don't want to like this movie, look! Because that's the name of the movie, is Welcome to the yeah, Jungle, bro! <laughs> I don't want to like this movie, look! It's like when WWE did Great Balls of Fire, and we, you like, wouldn't expect them to do the Great Balls of Fire song by Jerry Lee Lewis, but they did. You get to see hey. Jack Black being eaten by a hippo. We do all like Jack Black. That's the only saving all... grace of this movie. <laughs> yes, we all like Jack Black. So what is this Oscar-nominated movie about, Luke? Four high school kids discover an old video game concert uh, console, and they are drawn into the game's jungly... <laughs> concert? Concert, right. Uh, and they are drawn into the game's jungle setting, literally becoming the adult avatars they choose. Uh, what they discover is that you don't just play Jumanji, you must survive it. So it's kind of like the original oh. idea, but not the same. Uh, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 77% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, so really high. Holy Yeah. This is high. Uh, I had to struggle to find a half a star uh, review, and it's from LNEC, says, As a Christian, I don't recommend this movie. A big disappointment. What was Dwayne Hoshin thinking? Hollywood, leave our children alone. Totally makes sense. What does that have to do with being it's Christian? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay. And, and who who is Dwayne Hodgson? <laughs> Maybe Hors that's the part I didn't understand. Yeah. Some kind of biblical reference we don't get? I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, maybe we'd have to pray on it. <laughs> uh, look. Uh, what did Facebook say? It said the Rock is the Antichrist. Oh no. Um. <laughs> I got a few. Uh. One from Deb McCarthy. Uh, it's not often these days that a cinema full of people applaud at the end of a movie, but Jumanji, Welcome to the jung Jungle, certainly achieved this when I saw it yesterday. Loved every minute wow. of, of it and went, and then went straight to my local DVD store to pre-order my copy. 13 out of 10. Kind of don't think that's a real review, but we'll go with it. Yeah. DVD store? 
Right? Who says that? Where's who even is there? And who goes and pre-orders a DVD? Yeah, that's fake. Fake news, fake news. Fake news. Uh... Here's kind of a, a, a not-so-great one. Michael Shipman says, I'll stick with the original, thank you. I feel like this movie just got Jumanji, uh, the Jumanji title to draw in the crowds because of its lack of fantasy, adventure, and peril that uh, made the original Robin Williams movie so awesome. So this person Aww. just liked the originals better than this one. So. Did Which... you see the one that was half a star on, on Rotten Tomatoes that was just questions and... And yeah, I've, I've got that one as well. <laughs> it's uh, the picture. There is no name for this person, but the picture is Gandalf in a sandal holding a candy cane. <laughs> Give it half a star and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty-four, fifty-six, About twenty question marks and then about ten exclamation marks afterwards. Yeah, that's the whole <laughs> review. That's the um, whole review. <laughs> I've got a few quite short ones. Um, Melissa B gave it one star and said, I had high expectations, but it pretty much sucked. Mm-hmm. Adam T gave it half a star. The WTF could have been so much better. Dot, 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 dot. The Tooth Fairy meets Jamanji with an A, not a U. Jamanji. 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 Um, NBA and- Jamanji. Uh, for yeah. Super NES, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, a slightly longer one. Sam S. gave it one and a half stars. Said, a poor adaptation of a classic book based on riddles and anticipated animals or events. Animals are all but absent throughout the movie, except for a few forced scenes. That could have been excused, but the crude humour and objectified view of the young girls does not help. At the end of the day, entertainment, in quotations, is personal and it may appeal to the masses, but the value score of adaptation or humor is crude and classless. I gotta think oh. the high score on this one has to do with the time of year it came out. People are feeling good. They're all hanging out with their families. Everybody's in the Christmas drunk. spirit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're, and it's yeah, not they're a drunk. Christmas movie as well. <laughs> Everybody's drunk. They're drinking hot toddies. This is the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, only released in theaters that serve beer. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Taco Bell apparently here in America. Taco Bell is trying to uh, start serving alcohol, which I think is kind of there, there's one in Miami that started serving alcohol, which I think would be the greatest bar ever if it was just yeah. a Taco Bell. Yeah. There's, I know yeah. some there's some European McDonald's and Burger Kings that serve beer. Mm. Let's move on because we are watching one of the best things you ever seen this uh, year. Jul i Blufjell. Episode one. Easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, because it's Norwegian. <laughs> right, and me and Tilly are okay. going to review this. Uh, we watched it, and it is in Norwegian. Me and Fr- Tilly do not speak Norwegian, and we will review <laughs> something what? that we have no idea what they were saying. We're going to review it on what we saw. Fro will kind of tell us if we were right or if we were incorrect, and um, it mm. should be fun. We're going to kind of go back and forth, me and Tilly. Uh... And we're just doing yeah, this one episode. Yeah, we're not quite episode. sure how we're going so, to do this. Just we're just going to figure it out as we go along. Because right. obviously we'll have both got different things from it. If the last one we did of these is anything to go by, both of us are going to have completely different <laughs> takes <laughs> on what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who yeah. wants to start? You want to start? Well, I don't. Let's start with Tilly, and then Tilly just tell me 
randomly in the review go Luke, and I'll I'll start from there. Okay, or interrupt me if you if you got something different from it. Oh, of course, I will definitely right. do that. Yeah. Well, we open up with some quite menacing music, and we've got I've put Santa question mark writing letters on well Christmas cards to people. Um, don't know what he's saying, but it it sounds like it must be important or scary. Um, then we go over to a woman who's trying to figure out. Well, it looks like she's trying to figure out who or where this man that's sending all the cards is. She's got the big board with all the the string intact of, mental map yeah. that like a poli- a detective would like the string and attacks and you connect all the people. It's that mental map that detectives create, right? That kind of thing. Um, a man comes in with a, a badge on, so I'm guessing he he works there. Maybe he looked like a janitor at first, but I don't think he is. And he seems to be telling her that she's wasting her time, or something along those lines. I'm not sure what you thought he was on about, Luke. Okay, I thought this was a big joke because uh, we have the the scary music and everything. And we come from the mansion where this guy is writing letters, and it's this lady. She's looking intently at this board with the string and, ta- and tacks. And I, I, and then you're assuming she's a detective, and then we find out what I think we find out is that she actually just works in uh, logistics for a shipping company, and that she's not a detective at all. And it was, it was a joke. Ah, um, okay. That is correct. I'm, I'm oh. impressed. I'm well done, really Luke. I didn't get that. Yeah. And we go to we see a policeman, um, who gets one of these Santa card letter things. And he's uh, talking to what looked like probably other policemen, maybe detectives or something, in a really dark corridor. And they take the mickey out of him and think that it's funny that he's a bit worried about it. He seems it was like they, quite scared. They had uh, they had set up a shoot at a police station and it fell through, so they just did it in a, like on a stairway somewhere. Yeah, it looks like a sort of you know into a basement kind of stairway. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we go from that scene to number one. So I'm guessing it's telling us it's the first in the series. Guessing oh, one thing one I got in that scene with the police is he says, fam- uh, it's my- he says familia. So I assume that the person that he got the letter from is his family. Uh, is, I that- get family to a little bit later on. Okay. I, I heard him but say I that and, I- and he was pointing to the letter. So I got it there. That's where I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. So now we go Luke, to... are you sure? Are you sure you don't understand the witch and look? <laughs> it was really fast, and I just barely understood. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that. I thought maybe that this bad Santa had been going around killing all the people that he deemed naughty, and that if right. you got a letter from him, you know, it was a worry, and that other people had died uh, and things. No, no, That's what I thought no. at this point. No. Um, my mind changes as we go on through it. <laughs> so now we see a cable car going up to... A, spooky top of a mountain with a hotel on it oh one thing you Um, missed is the intro credits and then for some reason after the intro credits it there's just a big number one on the screen i don't know what the hell that. yeah is that i'm guessing it's because it's the first episode episode. i'm guessing but yeah so we've got the weird creepy cable car going up and it's all sort of cloudy and dark and grey and looks quite gross out there um a couple go into this hotel and they're greeted by quite a geeky very jolly man 
who seems to be cracking really bad jokes and trying really hard to be amusing. And they're sort of, <laughs> okay. And they go into what I thought was his family Christmas party at this point, because he says something about family and shows them into this room that's full of a whole bunch of people all talking, all wearing Christmas jumpers. There's Christmas music going on. It's uh And I wrote festive. down here, uh, Christmas music is in English. It's Yeah. Are Christmas carols in Norway just all in English, or do you ever sing like Jingle Bells in Norwegian fro? Uh, we have some Norwegian Christmas music, but it's not as popular as the American Right, one, but I mean, like, the American songs, would they ever be uh, saying in, 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 not some in English? Some of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, some of them, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we see this man who, to me, for some reason, looks like he's Australian-Norwegian. It sounds the a bit like he has an Australian accent in Norwegian, hair. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's... Trying to explain these sunglasses Australian that he's got. Norwegian? Yeah, you know, like if you had an Australian cousin. Or I wrote okay. down Norwegian, it's cousin that... Guy Fieri's uh, Norwegian brother, is what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, he's got these sunglasses that are, I'm assuming, some kind of like Google glasses because they've got the um, earbuds and things in it. He's trying to explain them to. Um, a couple of, well, an old lady and a vicar, who could be a couple, not sure. Um, and they explode in his hands, which are very odd. So or shock, or like good. shock him or something, yeah. Yeah, something weird happens. Um, he, 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 like, I have to interrupt there. He he, he sells this, and uh, he's, he's kind of uh, trying to convince them to invest in, in his company. Uh, I wrote down he was an inventor, okay. right? That's what you said, Tilly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Um, and I wrote down that these glasses, we're not watching any more episodes, but I wrote down that sometime in the future episodes, this is going to solve one of their problems or save them from some kind of danger. <laughs> uh, yes. Ooh. You're right. Yeah. Good looking out. The next thing I wrote was <laughs> strange lady pimps her twins. <laughs> creepy twins. I wrote creepy <laughs> twins. They're so creepy. <laughs> but it really looks like she's pimping them out trying to sell them to this woman. Oh my God. I think, was it the, the woman from the beginning? From the store, um, right? The logistics lady, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I have a question. Is there something wrong? Well, is there something strange when she talks that you don't hear otherwise? What, the lady from the store talks? No, the, oh, postal, the... the postal girl, the, the shipping company girl. Right, that's what, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't notice anything. No. No? Neither of no. you? No. She talks Danish through the whole show. Oh, I would never notice that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, She she doesn't speak (laughs) Norwegian at all. Oh, but that makes sense with the text later. Okay. Yep. Um, So I was going to ask you about that. We'll we'll get there. Um, I've called the inventor dude glasses man, just so I can remember who he was. Um, Mm -hmm. Says something about a lady that's across the room to the vicar, and the vicar doesn't seem that impressed with him. So I'm guessing he said something... Maybe maybe sexual or something like that, you know. Yeah, uh, somewhat yeah. rude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
then we see a young couple. There's quite a geeky guy and a blonde lady. I put gold digger and that she's outgoing and entertaining and seem, he seems more reserved. But then I realised that she's a man. Or I think she's a man. She looks like well, she was a man. Or she, she was a man. You're just realising this? Okay. It's the same. Uh, the one, This one guy is playing two different women in the same scene. Yes, yes. Okay. That's, right then is when I knew that this was a big comedy. Because at first I'm like, oh, it's just a guy in drag. They have, like, a, they have a, a uncle who wear, like likes to dress up in drag. Whatever, that's not unusual yeah, for a yeah, big yeah. family. And then you yeah. see the other person and I'm like, it's one guy playing two women. So it's not a person in drag. Yeah. He's supposed to be actually a woman, but yes, it's a big yes. gag. That's when I, yeah. yes. right then is when I knew, oh, this is all comedy. Yeah. Oh, so I yeah. noticed it when they were all sat around the table later, but I didn't at this first bit. Um, and, yeah, and she here's starts the thing. singing. He, he plays more roles later on, or yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was looking yeah. for more roles in this episode, but I didn't see any. Uh, do you do you remember the one that's uh, with the one that they are kissing a lot, and she's a blonde? That's the one that I'm talking about now. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. But yeah, the and then she... you have the red hair. Right. Those red are the hair? ones we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, she starts singing in English um, to three people all wearing matching shirts. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing they're three of the one smaller family. Um. The reception guy comes in and talks to the first woman, the logistics woman, and the policeman shows up. Um, oh, I've written this down really, really. This is good. a good oh, place yeah. where we should we could switch. Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the point when I realised that these are all the people who got a put bad Santa's card. So it's obviously they've all. They've all received the same invitation to this place because you see the yes. first woman and the policeman and they've both received this thing. Yeah, switch. <laughs> all right, so yeah, uh, the detective uh, is talking to these guys. Um, I just wrote down he's mingling, but it seems like... Uh, oh, right, then we go upstairs and we have our couple that we saw originally arrive at the hotel. Mm -hmm. Uh and they're upstairs and they get in an argument about something. They're like, they're clearly married and they get in an argument about something that I don't know what it is, but she's telling him, why don't you just leave? Yeah, uh, you can go. Right. And we get this weird, ominous music and we meet this, what I wrote down is their American cousin from Las Vegas. <laughs> Am I close, yeah, bro? I called him blonde, blonde guy who might be gay. Uh, no, not at all. I wrote down he's a con artist and maybe like a poker player kind of con artist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah. Okay. It's the vest that gives away the law. I was thinking Las Vegas, but. Um, yeah, yeah, no. We go back uh, downstairs after we meet him and a uh, detective. We just found out that this guy's called Jack from the blonde guy. The blonde guy is called Jack? No, the other guy. Oh, okay. The other guy, yeah. Yeah, he the, says Jack like a million times it says something yeah. about like the last time we saw Jack, him was ages ago Jack. Yeah, yeah. oh okay so this is all going to turn out to be Peter Pan um <laughs> downstairs the detective uh is telling stories I think of all the terrible things he's seen in his career 
and all the people are kind of like, oh my gosh, this is, this is intense. And he gets interrupt, interrupted by, I called him the inventor, but yeah, the glasses guy, as yeah. Tilly calls him. And, uh, the woman from logistics, as I called her, uh, is trying to send a text out to somebody, but there's no cell service at this hotel because, uh, it's on, on top, like on top of a giant mountain in the snow. It's away from everybody. Um, it seems that she's asking if they're going to be at the Hooga or something about the Hooga, which is what they're all at. And obviously if she's Danish, that makes way more sense that she's referring to it as <laughs> oh, see, I thought Brufeld was the hotel, or the name of the hotel. Yes, yes, it is. Ah, okay. But she's at a, a, a hooker. Oh, the mountain, the, the mountain, the mountain is Brufeld. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. The mountain is Brufeld. But yeah, the hooker is the party, because it's... Oh, it's the party, being... okay. Yeah, because a hooker is when you you all get together, you, you drink and have nice things and are generally just comfortable and enjoy yourself right i I didn't know that i just i was talking about when you said where they are i assumed you meant the actual physical Uh, location but yeah okay uh, i meant like the the party thing and we meet some more characters uh clearly these are all family members but they're all very different and i wrote down we meet uh the norwegian stewart from mad tv uh if anybody (laughs) knows stewart stewart it's totally looks like that uh, and he seems like a very mm, arrested development type older child kind of person. Uh, and we go into yeah, this other boy in inverted quotes. Okay. Uh, we go into this other room where the bar is. And here I write down, why are, why is every room in this gigantic mansion so tiny? Like it's a giant <laughs> mansion, but every room is like, can barely yeah, fit five people. In it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not like part of Norwegian construction. It's just probably they didn't oh. actually have a mansion to shoot in. They're shooting in somewhere else. But, um, so yeah, the, the logistics woman and the detective meet for the first time because they introduce each other uh, and they shake hands. So it's clear they've never met, uh, and they have the same last name. So they're clearly family, but they've never met each other, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and they are summoned back to the main room. Uh, they hear a bell. So why don't I go back to Tilly? Yeah, so they go back into the other room where there's an older lady standing on the stairs who's obviously rung the bell. And she announces the man that's written all the invitations to all of them who comes down and talks to them on the stairs really menacingly, but in a sort mm. of friendly, menacingly way. And then points mm-hmm. to what I thought was a butler, but I later think he might be some kind of lawyer or something, you know, like a, an executor of I think, his yeah. wishes yeah. or whatever. I, I wrote down, was, she's the housekeeper, head housekeeper, and there's the other guy in the yeah. white jacket, I assume is the guy's doctor or nurse, and then yeah. the other guy I wrote down was his lawyer. Yeah, so I think yeah. you're right, Tilly. Yes. That is and um, that is the sort of, I'll call him granddad character, the granddad bad santa guy <laughs> points to this guy and it's he seems to say something like if you need anything talk to him about it kind of thing um then we go to a really big dinner table which is where i realize that there's more than one woman that isn't a woman sitting around this table i hadn't clocked it was the same person but it makes total sense now um the granddad guy makes a big speech and introduces the 
um, lawyer guy again who reads something that I thought maybe was a will or something. And this is where mm-hmm. I figured out they were all family because he mentions family quite a lot in this it, speech. It, 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 it is kind of a will. Uh, I can like fast go through it and, and, and say what he says. I said uh, it was a will of... as well, just to let you know. So I agree yeah, with some him. kind of what will happen when he's gone. Yes, it's more what will happen when he's gone. And uh, the thing oh. is, he always wanted, yeah? I wrote down something uh, just before you actually say it. I wrote down, when the grandfather dies, they all own an, a small part of Blufeld. And they all have to that try to get correct. along. Yes, that is correct. And they have to be there all the 24 days. Oh, ah, of Christmas. Christmas. All right. Okay. Yeah. That part I didn't get. That makes sense. No, me and, either. And they get a stake in his enormous fortune and also in this hotel. Right. Because, yeah, then a lady comes in with a... I thought it was a cake, but I'm not sure. But she walks in and pretty much drops it straight away and um, tells them about a whole bunch of money. Yeah. It's... I wrote down uh, the head... The head, uh, the hat, the head of the house, not head of the household, the uh, housekeeper, housekeeper. Lady. right? Yeah. I wrote down she tell uh, they. I wrote down they're laughing it off as if it's just an old hotel that's not worth anything. Yeah, yeah, it's not and, worth anything. Yeah, and the maid walks in and hears them talking about it, and she tells them that it's actually worth five hundred million crones. Yeah, yeah. Um, His fortune. His fortune is five hundred million crowns. How much? So, uh, Five hundred. Okay, I was right. I, I was wondering if I got the number correct. <laughs> yeah, five hundred million crowns. That is uh, quite a lot of money. Yeah. Um. So they, after hearing all of this, run to the office and find the um, lawyer man dead with a knife in his back and a Santa hat on. The inventor guy takes a letter from his hand. I think it's the whatever he was reading before that was in his hand. And the granddad turns up at the door. Everybody sort of stands in front of the dead guy and um, the... Yeah, they... Because they don't want him to know he's dead, you see. Yeah. Because they might lose um... the money, maybe? But yes. Okay. They don't want to lose the money. Right. And um, the inventor guy goes from the dead body to the door to sort of distract granddad guy um makes a joke and um uh, here's what i think happened is he i think he told uh, tell me if i'm wrong after i'm done fro but he told the grandfather that the lawyer got drunk and passed out but then the grandfather yep. says uh he doesn't drink and then for yep. some reason the i think the Inventor tells him, oh, he ate too many tea biscuits. Yep. <laughs> like, that, that was an equivalent to drinking too much. 100% correct. That was a total guess, Absolutely. except I, I heard him say tea biscuits. So I am so fucking impressed by you. Look, it's, it's amazing. You, <laughs> I think you cheated. I think you're Norwegian. You <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is where I realized that the what the guy was talking about with the will or whatever it was had something to do with the hotel and they're all having something to do with it right um then we see the 
we can. Yeah. There's only oh, like a tiny bit. It's only a very left. small amount left, but yeah. let's switch. Yeah. This Just... is the only bit that I actually got, <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll let you kind of fill in the, my blanks because I only have like two sentences left. Uh, I said uh, we look. The detective walks over to the dead body and he sees the knife, and then we get a flashback to earlier in the episode where uh, we saw the knife being used to cut meat by mm-hmm. uh, Jack. The, Jack, right? The cup. The guy from the couple is what I wrote. And I realized that Jack's maybe military. Because of his outfit. Well. Right, he's got because some of his stars outfit. on his jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. um, yeah, he stabbed it into some kind of meat or something. Right, and we saw the, the it in the meat earlier. Because uh, I watched this twice. You go back and you see the, the knife in the meat when they first go into the main, uh, the main room of the house. Um, yeah. So you get... Like, it's kind of cool, because then the second time I watched it, I was looking for other things that I didn't notice the Oh, first you watched time it around. twice. Well, I watched Jeez one time him. to take notes, and then one time uh, yesterday, so it would be fresh in my mind when we did the review. Yeah. I did a little uh, but sort of recap. I think it ends with uh, the detective looking at the knife and then looking over at the couple, and, and the couple kind of smiles kind of nefariously, and it seems like the detective thinks that they killed him but my guess is they did not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they didn't. Because oh, it's, a who done it. It. it's a whodunit. It's a whodunit. It is a whodunit, and I'm going to totally fuck it up for everyone, so if you're Norwegian and haven't seen this, I'm going to spoil the ending for you, because I'm going to ask both of you, who was or is the killer? The granddad. Uh, the housekeeper lady. You remember the guy that's playing all the different roles? Mm-hmm. You know the redhead? Oh, the two ladies. Yeah. Yeah, the redhead is the killer. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. But well, I did a little sort of rundown of what I thought. This is what I actually, what I thought happened, but when I got to the end of it. Uh, mm. Grandad invites the whole family to his house for a Christmas party to announce what will happen after he dies. The executor of his will is murdered, and there are millions of kroner up for grabs. Yeah. <laughs> that was my... Yep. That is That's more good. or less, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the murder. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Well, yeah, so the, his executor of the will is murdered. Oh, there right. There are okay. millions of kroner up for grabs. Yeah. Who done it? I would. Who done it? She done it. She, she he, done it. He, it done it yeah i told they destroyed it there so i ah. hope some norwegians aren't listening and didn't see this i don't hope people aren't listening just hope they've seen it already <laughs> <laughs> well it was a christmas show so they were probably seen it yeah. uh, okay we are going to talk italian again that means that we are doing mario it's mamma mia been a long time since we've done this, so it has. Do it again. It yeah, is a couple tough. weeks. Yeah. Uh, so what happened last time? Oh, right, we were running to the tube, uh, because we were trying to get away from the giant uh, blender machine in the sky. So we're starting with oh, you, yeah. Fro, uh, Mario. Run this way, Mario cries. He and Toad dash for the nearby transport tube. 
The king tries to follow, but finds himself teetering on the edge of a crevice. Cooper troopers pursue him, their grubby hands stretched out to seize him. Mario and Toad race over and leap to grab the king, but they miss and tumble down into the crevice. Clinging with his fingernails, Mario hangs onto the edge. He can still see the huge mixer. Bowser an evil oh Bowser an evil grin on his warty green face tosses the king into the bowl along with an extremely dumb looking red Cooper trooper. The beaters whir, the bowl spins, and out comes a creature with the king's crowned head and the body of a red turtle. Oh my god. Mario gasps. Yeah. That slimy reptile is making his own creature, is planning to use them against the Mushroom Kingdom. He looks down to tell Toad what's going on and realises what a long drop he's hanging over. Wow! Yo! He yells as he goes tumbling down the crevice. He lands beside Toad in a cold, dank room with solid stone walls. The royal mushroom retainer is studying two blocks in the wall, which have strange marks on them. I think they're magic blocks, Toad says. But I can't figure out what... Uh, but I can't figure out what they do. I figured out garbage disposals. Mario says with determination. I can figure this out. Solve the puzzle to see what happens. We have to help Mario fill the missing parts of the letters. What does the message say? Which block should he choose? And we have... (laughs) A picture of the two blocks. Right. Yeah. And they're pretty easy to read, but... uh, maybe. Button, keep off moving. Keep Keep on on moving. moving. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one, reset, go back to the beginning. So I'm guessing if we pick the second one, we're actually going to go all the way back to the beginning of the book. Yeah. So I'm going to say let's go with number one. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say number one. We're definitely doing number one. Let's keep on moving. Not keep off moving. Let's keep on moving. (laughs) That is what we are going to do. uh. I think it's interesting that in this book, like, you could just start over from here and then because you would continue getting points or whatever. And so you yeah. can build up more points by going back to the beginning, but I think keeping on moving for what we're doing is going to be a lot funner. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, if you go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen, or I still it's also. audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. You can get a free book and a free uh, month with uh, Audible. Do it and support our podcast. Another way to support our podcast is to share it. Sharing is caring. It is. And on Audible, I'll say it again about Mythos. I'm listening to it again because you can listen to it. It's not just one listen per book. You can listen to it as many times as you want. Mythos is like 15, 16 hours of amazingness. You can get it for free as your first free book. You can listen to it within a month and then cancel your Audible thing and it won't cost you a penny. But you will still help us. Yes. Have you anything you want to plug, Luke? Uh, Just go to westcoastwrestlingconnection.com and go to the YouTube page and check out the TV show. Do it. It's really good. Uh, I really liked the... I think it was not last week. The week before Christmas? That's the last one I saw. Uh, so, yeah, some... so you've seen the guy, what's his name, Mike Champion, 
the guy with the big yes. giant beard isn't he awesome yes i totally He's think really he has good. a career ahead of him maybe yeah. even in the in the fed we'll see yeah 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 and when we talk to fed we talk to wwe uh what about you tilly um i'd like to plug people to be nicer this year than they were last year just no. think about it no matter how you can do it do it even if it's just going to audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen and signing up or sharing this podcast sharing 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 is caring oh and the wonderful people at tummy to mummy i've got to give them a shout out tummy to mummy midwifery services in hinkley they're very Mm. good if you're pregnant and want to see babies that are inside you yeah, I was Go there uh, many, many times. I've been there so many times. For <laughs> <laughs> your inner child. For my inner child. Uh, you can also uh, check out uh, that wrestling show where tomorrow we will talk a lot about uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13? 12? 12, I think. Yeah, something. I will watch tomorrow early in the morning. Looking forward to that. Uh, next week, we will talk of news of the week. We will talk of another digital review of Insidious The Last Key. Uh, we will do our first Alone Together episode, episode one. That is going to be interesting. Uh, what are your expectations for this show, Do you have any? I don't have any. I'm just going to go into oh. it completely open-minded. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to it. So. Right. And, the uh, first episode's are... out of this alone together, and we're going to take a break because there is a break for the first week and then get back into it after that. Uh, it's on some weird kind of Hulu-esque type uh, website. Um that's like yeah. a new Hulu type Netflix website. So everybody, we'll talk about that next week. Okay, and we will talk of ha, ha, Baba Vanga. Baba Vanga. What is Baba Vanga? Uh, grandmother Vanga, known after her marriage—that's uh, a weird name—was a blind Bulgarian mystic, clairvoyant, and herbalist who spent much of her life uh, in the mountains. Uh, so she's a clairvoyant and a mystic. So we'll cover that next week. Cool. That is going to be all. From United States of America, from England, and from Norway, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.